Hello everyone, welcome to episode 37 of Octane 101 podcast. I'm Akshay, joined by my co-host Sayan. Hi. And this time we deliberately delayed this episode for one, I would say, very special major reason. Major reason, right? Yes, very major reason. We finally got the chance to witness the Indian Grand Prix MotoGP in India. In India. Which was a big deal for not just the two of us, but for like thousands of us. Maybe lakhs. Yeah, lakhs of us. Yes, of course. I mean, like even even the people who could not make it. Could not make it, yeah. Yes, that is true. There are different reasons for that, but yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. We were skeptical that is it going to happen or not. We'll we'll, we'll talk about all of that in detail. We did. We got to witness it and it was... Yes, it was an absolutely brilliant experience. Some hiccups here and there. Uh, so I think that is gonna be the highlight of this episode. True. We've got a whole bunch of other stuff to cover uh, as well, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm I'm pretty sure the highlight of this is gonna be MotoGP Bharat. MotoGP Bharat. Yes. yes. Okay. So where do we start? Where do we start? How was your experience? How was your? Uh, let's start with Formula One first. The way we started. And then let's. Shit, I did all that build up for MotoGP, and you want to talk about Formula One? What? Yeah. No. Let's okay. let's quickly go through the things that have been happening in Formula One. Okay, okay, okay. Quick updates. Uh, very quick updates. There was the Singapore Grand Prix. Uh, Max Which, Verstappen. Uh, thankfully, I'll say, was slightly different than what has been happening throughout yes, the session. It uh, was, season. Sorry. It was not the the usual run for Red mm-hmm. Bull or Max Verstappen or even Perez. Even Perez, like like Perez he hard. he shines on street circuits, true, uh, but wasn't the case. Yeah. And I'm glad that was the case uh, because we got to see some new people on the podium. Carlos Sainz. Yes, yes, Carlos Sainz actually he did a brilliant job and he like he did all the strategies that himself Farad, <laughs> himself yes. I mean that is the only reason I guess he was on the podium on the top step of the podium so uh, we have seen multiple times so far in the season that whenever Carlos Sainz has managed to be on the podium or like to be in a good spot he has basically said fuck you to Ferrari taken control and of taken control strategy. of his own strategy which was the case this time right I mean Ferrari uh, sacrificed Leclerc a bit uh but like they, they asked him to improve the gap right uh, increase the gap not improve the gap increase the gap with science uh, to hold off uh, other drivers behind but uh, science was spot on science was brilliant the way he out. was like very close to Lando Norris he could have like yes he, so that, that's what the like, DRS okay like let's okay, okay, give, okay, let's, yeah. some, some, give it some structure yeah. yes <laughs> uh, so near the end of the race I, I, like Carlos Sainz ran a very real risk from uh, your Mercedes drivers, George Russell and Hamilton. Hamilton both. Hamilton seemingly slightly faster than Russell. Right. Uh, but Russell was ahead. And, and these you could visibly see him pushing Russell yes. beyond his the, the car's capacity. I won't say his capacity. Yeah. And these were like Carlos Sainz and George Russell were separated by Lando Norris. Right. So, Carlos Sainz, I think, did a very clever thing and he sort of coasted a bit or like sort of uh, did not go guns blazing for parts of the race near the end. Right. And allowed Lando Norris to use DRS just enough to keep Russell at bay. And Hamilton as well. 
and hamilton as well of right. course well, just j- just to uh, like sort of keep norris fast enough that he's not overtaken by the mercedes drivers which was a brilliant call by him right. ferrari actually at one point were like uh, lando norris is in the drs range and he was like yes that is on purpose right. like like he just very, very casually went like that which sparked a lot of like a whole bunch of memes memes <laughs> so yeah that was good russell unfortunately like it would have been nice to see him on the podium but he had uh, i think he he was i think at some point this happens when you're chasing someone uh, you just basically start chasing them throughout blindly right. rather than following a rash like rationale or logic you're just chasing them blindly i think that happened because norris had a near miss Right. and that near miss followed right behind by russell turned into a, a full blown mm-hmm. crash uh in the last or second last lap i think so yeah a couple of laps left yes. 64th lap i guess i don't remember the uh, number of anyway anyway right yeah but point is signs one norris second hamilton third uh good outcome for the race right Max Verstappen was like honestly you don't even remember Max Verstappen's fifth. position if it is not on first I think it was fifth he managed fifth yes uh so that was like still an impressive run by Verstappen by the way considering where he qualified he was quite out in true. Q2 quite true he was out in Q2 which and out qualified by uh Toro Rosso yes that too that too so we were expecting in the next race which was the Japanese Grand Prix right we were expecting max verstappen to come back in full force and what happened he did yes exactly <laughs> like he did not disappoint at any level regular business yes like it's not like he dominated part of it it's not like he dominated the qualifying and the race he dominated everything right. like every single thing right from first practice he dominated throughout in qualifying he was i think 0.5 ahead of I couldn't follow this 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 race because obviously because we obviously we were at the MotoGP. MotoGP. I was just like checking on the sidelines and then watched the the qualifying and the race. I did night. not get the chance to watch the race. Yeah, like so, so not even the highlights. No, so we we watched the full races. So okay. after we came back, the the friend of mine who was visiting from Bangalore to watch MotoGP with us, okay, uh, he. like just kept poking me like dude you have to watch the qualifying so after after a very long day of walking around at the the budha international circuit <laughs> we actually came back and watched qualifying till very late shows your passion oh. <laughs> i mean we I, i i didn't have the capacity to watch it <laughs> i mean understandable honestly so so uh, in fact on sunday night when we sat down to watch uh, the race in full uh-huh. uh we could not Okay. we could not because we were so exhausted right. like these were like 12000 30000 step kind of days in very hot and humid weather right so uh, i mean we could not so we decided ki, okay let's pause it here and let will will resume the rest of the race uh, on monday morning okay uh, but yes but yes so japanese grand prix uh, honestly nothing much to write about except perez yeah perez he had two crashes Okay. Uh and actually so I, I did not tell you this because you did not watch the race. I I watched one of the crashes on YouTube where he ended up facing the Haas. Right. Magnussen he crashed into Magnussen. That was a stupid move. I think I he's running out of excuses to stay in that team. Yeah. And I think like the pressure is getting to him now which uh, quite mean, visibly. I mean I understand where the pressure is coming from but let's be honest you're in Formula 1 there is no room for error. Right. And 
like i would understand sympathy for a mere mortal for people in the extreme top form of motorsport there is no sympathy you cannot you right. don't have that room ha huh, you don't have that room and like like i don't feel sympathy for him anymore ha huh, like i'll say anymore because huh. uh, in the first couple of goof ups in yes. in the earlier part of the season i might say okay yes. but not anymore but no i i even i don't support him anymore. yeah and and beyond that like honestly there are thousands of other people lining up to to take a spot mm-hmm. as simple as that so mm-hmm. that's fine like you not expect like there are there are no human considerations here these are superhuman considerations right. as simple as that quite true yeah we not we not expecting it to be a, a rational like we not expecting job security and like right. a, a a work life balance here let's mm-hmm. be honest like this mm-hmm. is formula 1 right so but okay the unusual bit i want to talk about and i i i did not tell you about this before we recorded this Okay. Uh because I have wanted your honest reaction and confusion on this and it's related to Perez. It's related to Perez. Okay. So, okay. Perez had the first minor uh crash, crash with I don't incident. remember who. Yeah, incident. 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> Then the second one was with Hulkenberg, he fucked up Hulkenberg's race and after Magnussen. That, Magnussen, sorry, right. Magnussen. And uh, he had to be retired. His car had to be retired. Right. Right. after that red bull so he was given penalty for that crash okay obviously right because he took a stupid line braked very late right, and right, crashed right. like deserted everything was on him like nobody else right. was at fault like you can't even make a skewed argument that anybody anyone right. else was at fault after that once his car was retired uh, he was given penalty okay uh, i think a 5 second penalty i think could be wrong okay uh, but there was a time penalty Red Bull fixed the car and sent him out, and sent him out <laughs> to take that penalty, <laughs> and retired him again, and retired him again. <laughs> so, so before I watched the race, because obviously the moment you open Instagram, you are flooded with memes on the race, and uh, there were memes like Perez fucked up so badly that he had to be retired twice. It was like, what the fuck is this? Uh, but after I watched the race, I was like. What the fuck is this? <laughs> right. So thoughts, it was thoughts, legal. Thoughts. It was legal. Thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I want you like so th- this is this is why I did not. It's hilarious, but okay. If it is legal, it's fine, I guess. Yeah, but still, like, like they they sent him out after like about eighteen nineteen laps. Oh God. Okay. Yeah. I've never seen that before. Exactly. I, I don't remember. I don't remember that. anything like that ever. Okay. and basically because apparently the situation was like he would have to otherwise uh, suffer the penalty in the next race right? yes and red bull just wanted to like get rid of it okay. i mean so thoughts yeah <laughs> thoughts are it's it's hilarious but okay christian honor i mean at, at like so I, i'm pissed at like how they they abuse the system but yeah. also like it is legal it is legal so it am i'm also impressed by the the thought process there the presence of mind else yeah yeah the thought process there like it, it was brilliant uh but yes it's sketchy mm. also i'm glad he did not crash into anyone on his second out again <laughs> <laughs> okay that's that's but yes this this was very sort of confusing fucked up Funny. whatever you want to call it mm. like they just sent him out like sort of 19 20 laps later and like uh, how so there there were conversations uh, around this twitter was obviously divided and 
rightly so rightly so True. because this is this is ridiculous right uh it's so a one part of it is because his penalty was uh notified after the car was retired okay so this was the argument like our, our friend hitesh was making okay. when we were watching the race like the penalty was notified after the car was retired obviously right. the car was retired right after the crash the penalty right. Right. like it was like under investigation and the penalty came afterwards so when were they supposed to serve the penalty but i, I feel that's a loose lousy argument right right i mean penalties are assigned a bit afterwards right uh the second part of it is ke had like it did not work out that way but had it happened that once they uh they sent him out and there was a safety car incident for instance okay now in case of safety car they asked the lab cars to unlap right. once the safety car is ending right so what were they planning to do then like how would those situations be handled because he's lapped 19 times right is there a precedence I don't know I'm not aware and honestly like you this know This is pretty weird I I've never encountered a situation like this before so I even yeah. I'm not aware of the rules right but okay. I mean apart from this actually the race was pretty boring boring on the incident hey, yeah. yeah I I I feel bad for Red Bull's sponsors at this point how so because they don't show Verstappen's yeah, car quite true yeah he's <laughs> just like going I mean, you can't even show Perez's car because it's retired <laughs> yeah yeah and like uh if we've all done school projects college projects right mm-hmm. and there is always like like so i remember in my college project is there was i i would do all the work i would assign all the work uh-huh. and do some of the homework two other people they would do the work i assigned them and like there was a fourth guy who his his contribution was he would drive us around okay yeah uh, like like whenever in the middle of uh, our work we would i like the analogy but okay yeah like so so he did not contribute like he he would he was very clear ke dude i don't know shit i trust you guys to do the work you just tell me what to do and like not brain work okay he would run errands he'd be the man friday ha huh, he would run errands he would take us out for food take he would take us out for like ice cream and stuff uh-huh. uh but yeah but like he did not add any value he was just there and he got a good grade anyway okay perez is that guy because red bull won the constructors championship in japanese grand prix right right but perez has been on the podium many times right yeah we have forgotten so by now it has been so long races and <laughs> it has been so long that we have forgotten by now N- not true before the singapore grand prix come on dude he's been fucking up for like past four five races but he was on the podium right yeah yeah i agree yeah. i agree i'm just saying like recently he has not contributed much right. Also another quick point before we move to MotoGP McLaren's both the McLaren's were on the podium right yes Piastri and yeah. Landon Norris so actually oh, what, good what about, about uh, have you heard about these rumors of Landon Norris moving to Red Bull next year there are rumors yet i don't know how long uh, Nico Rosberg is one of those guys you know the the disruptor who has been actually he in some interview leaked it or said something about it and people are taking it seriously <laughs> so the, the, I, i mean I, i i don't know and honestly i've not been following these news uh, much uh, but yeah there have been nice memes going around uh, that christian on, on so christian uh, on the podium christian horner is standing like a bit away from uh, lando norris and like with his mouth covered is saying something to norris 
and uh, like people are putting captions like hey dude ever been in a uh, ever been uh, in a championship winning car and it's like no do you want to okay <laughs> interesting <laughs> I've not seen many of those but yeah. okay so so like ever, ever been a ra- ever, ever had a, ever had a race win and like do you want to so stuff like that oh. but yeah uh, I, but like Norris contract is till 2024 right yes uh, at least for the next year he has a contract with McLaren but Red Bull can buy him out right they have that <laughs> they have uh, money and yeah but uh, so Piastri out qualified Norris right but in the race there was a very visible difference in the pace So one more thing I would like to bring up Norris by default has the assumption that whenever I ask Piastri will clear the route right he is the primary driver ha but like this this that also happened in the race and there was a very clear pace difference okay uh, but obviously like McLaren did not play that way immediately okay. they did eventually when there was like like Norris was being slowed down okay Hamilton also was running around frustrated in this race with Are you okay so so this is another there is something else as well yeah, which you forgot <laughs> yes obviously yeah obviously okay. dude i have a terrible memory okay like like brutal racing between hamilton and alonso russell russell okay oh oh i saw that yeah so like two places where they pushed each other out of the track okay and uh, at some point i i don't remember who was chasing hamilton down but he basically went on the team radio and said like dude if you matlab like i'm i'm paraphrasing right. obviously uh, but he basically was like dude if you don't get me to pass brussel mm-hmm. and like if not uh, like if we don't stop racing each other we're, we're going to lose both both these positions right his point was like like mere ko aage jane do in one of the team radios russell said are we going to compete fight right. amongst yeah. each other or with other other right like, yes he did he did he did i mean like and i i feel bad for russell because his hope was that because russell was slower his hope was that hamilton will cross him right. and then will help him with drs to to sort right, of right, keep right. him away from risk right did not happen but immediately he was passed by some other car right hamilton yes yes immediately, immediately was, i think it was signs signs i think yes no like uh, like not signs was much signs like but it was he was, there was, was like clock i guess he was overtaken by a ferrari but like uh, immediately hamilton overtook and like within split seconds he disappeared right and i think russell is uh, now finding out what it is like to be hamilton's teammate <laughs> what it is like like okay nothing against hamilton dude he is out to win and he has won so many championships he's a brilliant driver right uh, but like they don't have sympathy like they're not running around doing charity right. he's securing his position like we saw the, uh, in some race right verstappen refused to let perez pass last year it was last, last year, year yes. it was last year yes it was perez last. was fighting for the second position yeah, in the yeah. championship no? so something like that yes but anyway one last thing formula 1 and then we move on okay max verstappen is very likely to win the championship mm. at the next race which is qatar which is qatar yes okay uh and uh, now i just wanted to point out the fact that max verstappen this will be the third championship win he'll have right right he has not won any championship the conventional way okay okay go on explain okay you remember his first win first one is obvious it's pretty obvious everyone remembers it was right. not just unconventional it was like loaded with controversy true because of michael masi it was literally handed over to him 
वी कॉन्ट लाइक आई मीन हाँ सही है लाइक देर वॉज लॉट ऑफ ड्रामा इवन लाइक लॉ सूट्स एंड ऑल आई थिंक सबसे क्विंटली बट इन द मिडल ऑफ द पोडियम सेलिब्रेशन समन जस्ट केम ओवर एंड इन द चैंपियनशिप ट्रॉफी आई डोंट रिमेंबर इट एक्चुअली आई थिंक देयर वाज सम सम हुपला अराउंड इट बट या लाइक ही वाज सपोज्ड टू लाइक इट इट वाज लाइक लाइक बाय द कैलकुलेशंस ही वाज सपोज्ड टू विन एट द नेक्स्ट रेस देयर वाज कंफ्यूजन अबाउट हाउ मेनी वाज इट इन जापान नो आई डोंट थिंक आई डोंट रिमेंबर या ओके एंड व्हाट अबाउट दिस ईयर ओके सो दिस ईयर इफ ही फिनिशेस so qatar has a sprint okay if he finishes 6th or above he will end up with the championship okay which is not exactly unconventional but the thing is like like typically you expect a uh, championship wins after race wins the race right yeah and like the, this one will be determined in the the uh, sprint itself right and most probably he would i mean 6th yeah qatar 6th yeah i mean so he'll be basically It's, uh, on Saturday he would. On Saturday he would be, be crowned, crowned a world champion. champion rather than third on a Sunday. Yeah, third, three times, third, so, third championship. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I'm just saying, like all of them have been unusual. So I think it, I, I think very long, uh, probably like still 20, 30 years from now, he would still be remembered as the guy who had unconventional championship wins. wins. Right. Uh, so I yeah, just just wanted to point that out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it. it's time we should start talking about yes. Bora because where. The competition is much closer than Formula One. At least you this season, you are the person to talk about that. But also, I would like to point out the competition in Formula One is very close. If you ignore Red Bull and Max Verstappen, continue. <laughs> Only Verstappen. <laughs> no, also Red Bull. Like, like they have so many. Championship, yeah. Okay. Like they, they already have the constructors' championship, dude. Right, right. Dude, like, like it cannot get any more Just obvious. Just because of Verstappen. Also, Perez in the yeah, early days, you were just just defending him. Know, you were just defending him, and you couple of podium finishes, two, two wins. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. But, But anyway, MotoGP yes. MotoGP yes. You start. So Peko Bagnaia, Ducati rider, he has been dominating this season. Yes. But he has had a couple of falls in MotoGP Bharat as well. Yes. During the and race. like it was heartbreaking. Yes, it was. Not it was. Right, it, was right. it was fairly late in the race as well. Not late, somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I mean, like. But yes, and it was heartbreaking. But it was better for people like us who want the competition to be more, you know, packed. Yeah, but not by not with crashes, dude. It always is with crashes in motors. It, it right? is. It is. It is. Like yeah, motors. If it's more about crashes, no. So, Jorge Martin and. Uh, Bezeki are now closer. Sorry, I'll cut you in. If we go by the the commentators, <laughs> commentators at the at the at the MotoGP, J Martin, J Martin, and Peko Bagania. Bagani. <laughs> Do continue. We will talk we'll, about we'll the commentators later. We will come to that. I could not resist right now. <laughs> Neither could I. To that. But yes, 
So Bezeki had a fall. Uh, so not Bezeki. Oh, Bezeki was Pepe. killing it, dude. Oh, Bezeki almost had a fall in the in the <laughs> sprint race, right? You yeah, remember, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. So uh, Mooney racing, the two riders, Luca Verini, who was basically uh, Rossi's half brother. Yes. He crashed into Bezeki. In, yeah. the, in the very first lap, in the very first corner, yes, where Luca Marini had a crash and he broke his uh, collarbone. Bezeki almost had a fall, but he went right at the back of the well, the the pack, right? Yes. Yet he managed to finish what fifth or sixth? Sixth, I think. I, I don't remember. Sixth, fifth or sixth, something like that. Crazy riding on a track where overtaking is very difficult. If it you is. fuck up on one of the corners, it's very difficult to catch up with the other riders. Yet. He kept on, you know, uh, overtaking all the riders, finishing sixth, maybe sixth, I guess, or fifth. It was crazy, crazy good. It was. And his skills literally showed on the race day, where he was ahead of the pack, like four, four and a half seconds by the end of the race. Dude, so I was. You were at a different corner. You were on yeah. which corner? Uh, second to last corner. You were on like corner eleven, twelve, thirteen. Thirteen. Like you could see 12. eleven, twelve, yeah, thirteen. Yeah, right? I could see pretty much the parabolic. Uh, uh, right. The chicane, the first chicane, and everything. The even right. your corner, right. not the not the two straights and turn number one. Right. So I was at corner four. So I could see uh, like turn two three, which is like the the highest point right. in the track, right? Right. Uh, so I could see that. I could see the one kilometer straight. Right. And I was on turn four. So I booked turn four tickets because Just I was because, expect- of that. because I was expecting like carnage. Yeah, so like so the first time like I I told you right like I've, I've told this multiple times right uh, the first time I rode at VIC and the first time I drove at VIC mm-hmm. I grossly misjudged because like you the the first time you ride on the track you've never experienced what full braking feels right, like right. before that you don't know what full braking on feels streets like. you don't like you have absolutely no idea what full braking feels like right. And after that one kilometer straight, you grossly misjudge braking. Mm. And I understand, obviously, I'm like a nobody compared to these folks. But because of the altitude change, because uh, like the track goes down when that straight Drastic starts, right. and then it goes up where the MotoGP riders are supposed to start braking, right. they were bound to be mistakes. Right. I expected that. Plus, obviously, it is nice to see cars, like sorry, not cars, motorcycles sprinting at the the like absolute peak, and then braking. Braking. So, I was expecting some drama there. Uh, so you mentioned Luca Marini. He, I I was not there on Friday. I was there on Saturday right. uh, for like the practice and the the sprint, like quali- sorry, the qualifying. Qualifying sprint. and sprint. Uh, yeah, and for the race day. So Luca Marini on Saturday misjudged turn four after the one kilometer straight multiple times okay he ran wide he ran into the runoff area at least three times okay yeah uh, so like the, the uh, i just just wanted i mean like and then on the race day we saw a lot more people running oh, yeah. off on that quite true yeah i mean it was the first time these riders were riding on this track it was brand new for them and bic is a stop go track where you you just sprint and you have to brake very hard. Yes. So obviously they were misjudging it. A lot of the riders they were, were misjudging, especially in MotoGP. Yeah. Uh, even in Moto2 as well. But Moto2, dude, there was a carnage at on the on race, right? On I, race I, day. I'll, 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 because I have a lot to rank. Okay. I'll, I'll come to that later. So, but yes, Bezeki was the guy who was 
outstanding outstanding on the race day like race day, oh, even on the sprint, sprint. also on sprint. yeah if if luca marini had not crashed into him i guess he would have won the sprint as well because it was that good possible yes but okay uh, two things i'm glad about like yamaha i so i i, I know like there is no rationale behind it but because we have grown up in the the era of rossi and like era of yamaha dominance it was nice to see yamaha doing reasonably well like quattroaro finished in a in a season where yamaha is nowhere exactly that's like what right at quattroaro was at fourth right the uh, when when on, on race, race on he, race. he came third he was on the podium Oh right, right, right. Yeah, yes, he was yes, on the podium. Yes, he finished right, on the podium. He, was, right. he finished on he the podium. He almost yes, finished yes. second. He he was on the podium, right? He almost finished second. And in the sprint, he was. I don't remember the sprint race. I think he was finished. Anyway, 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 he did so, well. So that was that. Plus Marcus' brilliant performance in uh, sprint, sprint, and as well as in the in the race, he in the race, had a yes, fall. He had a fall, but like you, sh- like obviously, I was saying you should have. You obviously saw him riding right, after right. the fall. He. it was like like the best riding i've ever seen yeah and on the corner i was he was just like i think went sliding i around. saw everybody riding the way he was taking the apexes it was sublime it was like it was i've got so many photos and videos just of markers going around that right, right. the corner i was on because he would like come down that 1 km straight right and just like slide from the extreme left to the extreme right and just like right. disappear into a blur and before the race happened motogp bharat happened everybody expected ktms aprilia and ducati ducati, ducati obviously on top and these two other teams to do exceptionally well honda and yamaha to do miserably exactly because slow motorcycles they are not doing well this year but it was a complete contrast to what we were expecting right right yamaha's both yamaha's not quattroaro morbidelli as well morbidelli and honda marquez and mir mir yes the board mir was reasonably good yes he was doing well i mean like like compared to rest of the unless ben, uh, the it was a surprise that bender at the end of the race he uh, overtook mir right but otherwise mir is generally right at the end or he has dnfs Yes, and here he is finishing fifth. Right, it's pretty crazy, right? Also, sorry, uh, slight tangent. I'm glad Marcus had a different helmet, and he was easily identifiable. Okay, okay. Mir has a fluorescent helmet, so it's very easy to right. Yeah, and uh, Marcus has a red helmet. So yes, this, this time he was running a like a red, a red, or, red only, but like yeah, a, a showy helmet, so it is very easy to you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. It, it was difficult to uh, you know differentiate between Elish Spargro and Vinales. Pink and red, it was very difficult. At no point I could tell. Okay. <laughs> At no point I could. Tell. So, like, so like, during way. during the practice and the qualifying runs, I could not tell honestly. Okay. Because like the numbers were not visible at like the speed they were oh, just okay. flying by. Quite true. And also like the distance when you're in the stands. Right. And like obviously the colors are hard to differentiate. In Ducati, obviously Peko Bagnaia was much faster than Michele Pero. And like also, uh, so the corner I was at, they they took very different lines. So it was like, very like, easy. Like Bagnaia was like clearly obviously you could tell. Quattroaro and Morbidelli, obviously you can you could make out. Yeah. Marquez and Rins, you could. Uh, Aprilia team, it was difficult. RNF, it was difficult between o- Oliveira and Hernandez. Um, and what else? Uh, Binder and uh, Jack Miller was also pretty much easy. Easy, easy. Right, right, right. right. Gas, gas. I don't. I couldn't. Me neither. For Paul Espargaro. But like also, yeah. 
Okay, so these are the race updates. Let's move away from that. How? About what are your What are your thoughts on like the event? Like the, the Let's the start with race the whole thing. Like, uh, the track did not get a green light till the very end Thursday. It got a green light from FIM. But finally. like that, that happens Thursday only. No, no, no. Like, so, so I've I've read a fair bit about it. Uh, track gets certification on Thursday only. Okay, I don't know. Huh. Uh, it, it this the, the problem was not that sorry I'll, I'll cut okay, you in here sure. okay uh, I agree there was issue with the communication so so uh, the track certification and this was a statement from uh, Capirossi as well okay the the track is given a green light technically on Thursday only right when like the checks happen right. The problem was not that. The problem was lack of communication from the event company, like the organizers, which was like Fair Street, Fair Street, right? right? Fair Street Sports or whatever. Mm. In this case, okay. The problem was lack of communication. Even the teams and the journalists, nobody knew that the changes that were needed, right, happened, and they were like they had been done properly. Like you it thought, it could be like Thursday could be the final green light, which is given by FIM. But even the initial, uh, your green light, the certification was not received like till very late. No, but that's what that's what I'm saying. Like because this this was a lot of back and forth happening. Whole fucking Twitter was going back and forth on this. That's why I read up about it. Okay. And this happens Thursday only. No, no, I'm not talking about the final. I'm talking about even FIM gives a. I'm like, talking about FIM only. I'm yeah, talking about FIM only. It's very odd because I what I remember a guy working for. A, Fair Street, he told me that the first first meeting was scheduled one month before the whole hmm. race was about they, to happen, they but do, that didn't they happen. Do, they do checks and everything, but yeah. like this for the certification, that happens. I don't know. I have uh, to read out. I, I, I did. I did. Okay. I did my homework on this. That's why I'm right. saying. Huh. Even uh, riders had their own apprehensions about so a lot of that, corners that's and all. What. So again, a lot of this originated from poor communication from the organizers Could like be. the changes were done like right. like you, you notice the curves this time the curves were flattened right right like that was done a lot of stuff was done there are no areas were fixed yeah the riders were not happy with a lot of walls the walls were still closed right. in many cases yes but like gravel were added to the runoff areas right. and a lot of lot of that stuff that was done but not communicated like so the could issue be. was not the certification the is- issue was lack of communication from the could organizers be. let's say as visitors as attendees we were still the, the whole thing was very sketchy Till until like, until until wednesday wednesday evening. right wednesday evening. a lot of riders were not getting visas not not just like the this team members Mark, but riders Marcus didn't have right. a visa he had to reschedule his flight and right. take a later flight. A lot of negative news were pouring in before the race. And all of this could have been addressed with better communication right. before. Right. Like, so obviously not the visa thing, but I'm just saying like all the apprehensions that were there about the And track. we know a lot of people who were coming from other states, other countries as well. Yes. And uh, because of all this confusion, a lot of people, you know, literally they had to cancel their... They chose not to. They chose not to. Like I personally know at least seven to eight people right. from Karnataka and Tamil Nadu. Other and countries Kerala. as well on Twitter we have read. We have seen. I'm just right. saying like the, the ones I personally know, 
even from folks from Mumbai at all. Right. And like, no, a lot of our motorcycling buddies who are very deeply into MotoGP. They chose not to. They chose visit. not to. In fact, people like in Delhi as well, right. they, they just cooked up their weekend plans. They were like, this is not happening at all. Right. So that was there. I'm glad the race happened. I'm glad it got a decent enough attendance. And it got a good response from the riders that the track is right. good. There was no major goof up, I'll say. Yeah. It went smoothly. It it, it went smoothly. Two right. instances where uh, there were delays because of the track. Right. One was on Friday where the marshals had an issue. I think they, have, like, they, they, they didn't even have water and everything. Right. Which caused a delay. And once on Sunday morning, Right. Which delayed the the warm up sessions for the MotoGP riders and the riders parade. The riders parade got cancelled. Cancelled, right? The delay happened because there were oil spills on the track, apparently. Okay. Uh, which apparently were from support support vehicles. I don't. Know. Is also being reported, but like like there is no clarity. I've not read about it. So. Yeah. And there was a lot of like cement wearing off from the the revised uh, oh, okay. sort of curves and everything which had to be cleared off right. plus the oil spills so that had to be fixed but like nothing but major, major nothing major, nothing major. Like such stuff incident like can happen. be expected right yeah. not the first kind like marshals don't have water right right <laughs> we will talk about it but otherwise it was pretty okay yeah i was expecting uh, the kind of news we were getting before the motor gp i was expecting it to be a shit show uh-huh. Right. So was I. Right. But it turned out to be okay. I mean, like my, my friend, until Tuesday, he was messaging. He's like, dude, I'm, I'm going to fly down from Bangalore right. for this, like just to watch this. And like, he's not a MotoGP fan. He doesn't even follow MotoGP. Right. The the sole reason, he follows F1 very actively. We, we did talk F1 practically every time we right. talk. But like the whole reason he was flying down is like, like dude, motorsports are finally getting some attention. Yes, and it is our duty I'll, to support it, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be an absolute asshole if I keep complaining about that and not, not show up for this. Right, right. And I mean, I, I, I genuinely respect that thought process or the sentiment. Mm, right, right. Yeah, I mean. So yes, it happened and I, I attended all three days. I attended two days. Two days. Yeah. So I was expecting to be sun-kissed, but I was sunburnt. <laughs> I did not. I was like, I, I, like, I literally took a bath in sunscreen. Okay. I was looking and like, plus I was co- covering myself with a wet towel throughout. By the second day, I forgot my cap in your car and I was <laughs> sunburnt. I was almost covered, but still, it was yeah. so hot and so. I brought your cap, dude. Uh, at the end. No, no, dude, in the middle. In the middle, right? But middle obviously, office. I had spent a couple of hours yeah, without right. the cap, bro. So yes. Uh, it was pretty bad. It was very hot. I was thinking about the riders who are from Europe. Horrible, they, horribly hot. And like the thing is, in terms of just temperatures, it doesn't sound too much. Like 34, 35 degree doesn't sound like right. too much. Except this was 34, 35 with like 60, 70% humidity. Even more at times. Even more at times, right. yes. Which riders categorically said it was worse than bearable. Malaysia. It, Malaysia is the worst otherwise. Yeah. In the calendar, but yeah. they they said it is much worse than Malaysia. It is with like let's take a tangent from this actually. Okay. So first there were conversations around the the one kilometer straight that we might see speeds as high as three seventy kilometer per hour. Right. 
that did not happen we saw what 352 in qualifying 53 something like that yeah, yeah almost 353 we saw that two factors there one is i think weather yeah obviously the second that is, kind of heat motorcycle obviously doesn't produce that kind yeah, of yeah i mean even our motorcycles and cars don't love the hot weather right the second is uh, i think people grossly misjudged or i would say ignored entirely the the change in altitude throughout the track the gradient i won't say altitude altitude or no, not altitude okay poor choice of word the gradient right. they ignored that mm-hmm. and so because i was on turn 4 i could see the braking points for moto 3 moto 2 and moto gp right and like moto gp riders had to practically start braking at least 250 Three and the gantry, yeah, like where the basically the like right yeah, after the incline starts. Right, right. So that probably cut down some of the. I'll so I'll uh, kind of disagree to it here because we have seen riders on V four S Ducati V four S right touching three fifty. Yes. So it's not as powerful as the Ducati, uh, the MotoGP bikes, right? Not even three. I think, uh, yeah, two hundred ten horsepower versus three hundred horsepower, right? Right. I think uh, it, this is the first time MotoGP riders were riding. The teams were on this track, so gearing, setting up the motorcycle, the braking markers, and everything. They it was not very. No, but sorry, sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll cut you in. But we're still talking about a difference of twenty kilometer per hour. Yeah, but three seventies was slightly optimistic. Optimistic, yes. very optimistic. But I think another ten kilometers per hour we'll see by the next next race. Even I, the track was dusty; there was not much rubber on it on the track, so it also plays. Yeah. Yeah, uh, because braking markers and everything, you know. And I hope there is better weather next year. Oh yes, but again September. No, but I know, but like typically September is better. This was a very different kind of a year, right? As far yeah, as the weather goes, climate change, dude. <laughs> so we don't know climate what's going to happen next dude. year. Our, our motorcycles and cars are also contributing, right? But yeah, uh, this is a stop go track, uh, a track. So we didn't see the kind of close racing in Moto Three we expected. Yes, but okay, I've. Obviously, neither have you. But I've uh, ne- ne- uh, like both of us have not seen Moto Three, Moto Two, or Mo- Moto GP race like in person. Life, yeah, yeah. Moto Three was faster than I expected visually on the track. On the turns. On the turns, yes. Yeah, yeah. On the turns. Which is about. obviously, which is a fact. Which is a fact, but like, like there is. Like it, it's different when you're watching on a screen yeah. versus when in person you see like and they're just bah. as loud as the MotoGP bikes. Oh, dude! Like <laughs> it, 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 at points I felt like it was Moto3 louder. <laughs> it, they were, yeah. I guess. And I was watching Moto3 from a spot which was uh, like basically just three meters away from the track. Okay. So they they were just like buzzing and flying by and like like it looked right. crazy fast like MotoGP. I honestly expected MotoGP motorcycles to to pull away faster away from a. a They're a not corner. as overwhelming as the F1 cars were when we watched. Yes, watch, right? yes, exactly. But yeah. also we watched F1 in the V8 era. Yeah, but they were overwhelming. The way oh. they turned, the way the sound, the sounders. Yes, yes. Like like, like the way they the, 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 how fast they were. These MotoGP bikes were not overwhelmingly fast as the. the super sport motorcycles we have seen we otherwise have seen, people yes, exactly i mean i expected it to be more like sort of more of a sensory overload right. than it was they were like 10 seconds faster than the fastest guys on a bic with their 
V4 S more than 10 all. yeah slightly like 11 Slight, slightly but yeah 10 second but, but they were not overwhelmingly fast like they not like crazy like the right the F1 was right right I remember watching F1 the first time it was like goosebumps oh, right? dude, dude. like like goosebumps like goosebumps for throughout even How this how could they just change direction carry the kind of g forces like crazy so yeah true 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 so But like anyway yeah. exiting out of the this the turn 4 i was at like like entry you seeing motorcycles flying at like almost 340 350 right and then braking and then exiting the corner and like exiting the corner felt slow visually visually they okay. were not slow but yeah. visually yeah. But okay, like j- just the the like I don't know. It feels like a happy moment in the main race, uh, first lap, and it like the crowd, like obviously the the stands, like the stands I was in got packed eventually. Okay, and the the cheers from the crowd were so loud that they drowned out the motorcycles. That's a good problem. <laughs> I mean, like I'm, 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 I was really right. glad in that moment. I was really glad. I was, I honestly had sort of ignored the race and I was like just glad that there are so many people cheering and people came up with like people came with uh, posters and everything right. to to cheer their riders. People came with flags and everything. Like it was it was nice. Right. So yeah, like. I don't know. I'm not going anywhere with this point. Like it was, it was just great. A, it was just it was a nice moment. Experience. Nice right. moment. It was so hot, but everything else somehow at that moment compensated for the. Okay, I think we've taken too much time. Let's let's quickly make some pointers and put it to a close. What were the good bits for you, and what were the the fails for you for MotoGP India? Good bits were like it was the first time we were. I was expecting some major goof ups that hmm. didn't happen. Okay. Major goof ups, right? Okay. okay. It went like smoothly. I'll say. Smoothly, yeah, smoothly. So I think, I think it, minor delays and all don't count. Yeah, yeah. and everything except for the heat. Even the riders were very happy. Yes. The teams were happy. It went through pretty smoothly. That's the only good thing I'll say. Only good thing, okay. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I, I, bad, bad, bad things. There were several of them. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, yeah. The organizers didn't really pay a lot of uh, heed us. Like spend money on. Upgrading, they they spend money upgrading the track, but not the, the other facilities. things. The facilities, like the parking lots, were a mess. Yes. Right. A lot of people have complained about it. It rained, and a lot of cars got stuck. Yes. A lot of people I, missed the races just because the cars got stuck. Yes. I I chose my lines carefully because, like, obviously, I drive a low sedan and I didn't want right. to be stuck. Right. But you were lucky in that way. Some people were not. I was wise. Yeah, they were not wise. I'll say so. They got stuck in mud. They couldn't watch the their their whole experience was ruined. So that was one thing. That is something that I didn't valid, very really valid. like. Uh, obviously, there was a lot of chaos with the parking uh, thing, the, the the pass given, the shuttles, things like that. Yes. Okay, that's fine. But another thing is with the marshals. Yes. Actually, yes. That that's the point I wanted to come to. Uh, marshals. See, a, a lot of our own friends were involved there. Yes, right? I'm gonna curse them personally. Continue. They were. They didn't really spend a lot of time training for it. It's the biggest, you know, motorcycle racing event that happens, right? Your marshals have to be trained to that level, right? Absolutely. And we know that they were not. Yeah, we could see they were not. We could see, and we even know for a fact that they were not. I'm trained, just saying, right? Even if you ignore the fact that we knew, 
Right. Let's okay. Let's yeah. ignore the fact that we knew yeah. they were not trained, and it is very. It, it was very visible out there. Right. And even the authorities did not give the marshals enough uh, facilities. They were not given proper water, umbrellas, you know, things like that. Even they need to be given the right kind of facilities for them to perform properly. Right. Absolutely. All valid points. Right. And third, I would say the commentary. The the on spot commentary was terrible absolutely terrible i would want you to expand a bit more on that okay so uh, i don't know the guys i think you know the guys they are i into I, 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 I refuse to acknowledge you okay let's <laughs> they are into f1 podcast or something like that this <laughs> is going deeper <laughs> okay anyway anyway they, 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 you, you 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 went as a spectator talk like a spectator as a spectator they were absolutely clueless, clueless about motor gp they didn't know shit about motor gp they didn't know shit about the riders they 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 were brad binder the name they fucked up the names all of them brad binder <laughs> motor 3 motor 2 i can imagine but even motor gp the guys who are like superstars you cannot fuck up their names right bagnaya <laughs> bagnaya binder besky things like that they were loud they were stupid they were uh, pointless at times very pointless at times uh-huh. like like talking about people getting hard on hard on red I, i was literally i wanted to i was not using my earplugs because the bikes were not that loud i'll say yeah. but i wanted to use the earplugs just to douse the, <laughs> the i did i did <laughs> so on the race day i was so yes like you said it on on the race day it got fairly loud but like I use the earplugs so that I can just filter out the commentary. The commentary was yeah. so terrible. But so in, terrible. I, I removed in the last two, three laps. So it's like okay, I'm 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 gonna absorb this raw. <laughs> I'm gonna absorb the noise raw. It was very bad. It was terrible. Cool. Anything else? Anything else? No, the weather. We can't put it on the can't, blame. Can't put put the blame on anyone. Anyway. It, it is what it was, uh, and that's what. Gave us the sorry. Uh, so one thing, well, uh, again, nothing, nothing on the positive or negative. Jorge Martin, right? He was in a bad shape. So his like a he, bad shape after the race. Yes. Oh yeah. Huh. People had to literally, you know, carry, carry him, him, carry him. him. Like yeah, so. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm just like so. So when we say bad weather, I just just wanted to highlight like this is a. pro athlete at the top of his game at the top of his physical performance and he pract- like i think passed out or like struggled to be in like full senses okay. after the race right right so like that i could ha- see him on the giant screen people picking up exactly on, that's on what so that highlights how bad it was horrible the weather and, and motor, was by the time motor gp happened it was better I it mean, was I'm, way better it yeah, was cloudy yeah, like yeah, I, I i think it was much worse for the moto 3 guys moto 3 it was horrible. it was burning like, i was, i couldn't sit on the stand yes exactly so in in during moto 3 i did not like we did not even bother going up till the stand because it was like a a, a 200 300 meter walk Climb. up a incline okay we were like there is no fucking we can, we can <laughs> do this and yeah. go sit on the stands mm. we found a spot below which was closer to the track we could see the motorcycles flying by and it was below a tree okay that's like lucky you yes as like there's no such facility for us <laughs> we had to sit in the sun my friend so and i hot. took that spot right. and it was the single best spot we had throughout the day right obviously for moto gp we wanted to see more of the straight 
Right. And we obviously didn't. But by the time MotoGP happened, it was it was cloudy. It was cloudy. It was cloudy. But yeah, Moto three it was terrible. Moto two it was bad. But by Moto the time MotoGP happened, it was good. Right. So yeah, but like I just wanted to highlight the magnitude of how horrible the weather was. Terrible. It was terrible. Cool. Uh, so I'm gonna pick up my list of the goods and the bads. Okay. Because I, I tweeted and started some controversies on Twitter. Sure, that's what you do. Uh, okay. Go on. Uh, okay. So the good parts were track was ready. It was yes. It, it was, was ready and it was well liked and appreciated by everyone. Right. Like the riders and Caprossi and like everyone like right. appreciated the track. They found it more to be more challenging yet entertaining. Yes. So, like, it it's not just like like this is okay. It like or at least the general sentiment that came out was like it's good. Right. Which and it's an F one track. Yeah. 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 So that was that. Second, obviously, like you said, it was mostly hiccup free. Right. The race and like the practice and everything, qualifying and everything, everything went throughout. Third thing, okay, uh, government and cops. Both did their part reasonably well, fairly they well, did. I would say. They did, yes. Like throughout the routes, we saw markings, we saw cops, we saw cops managing traffic and everything. Right. Even if they were fucking up the traffic in cases, they were fucking present there. Right. So, like even the people who I know who are working for Fair Street, they said that this is the first time like government is was actively involved right, 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 and right. helping. Huh. So I mean I'm just saying like for a country. Stark like contrast from what happened with F1. With F1, yes. yes. So I like I I would like to dis- ignore my political uh, alignment. Yeah, yeah. This, but this but they did their job. Uh, credit where due, they, they did their job. Yes. And I think this is sort of ignored mostly in the conversation. But like that was there. Right. And like we got exciting racing in sprint, we got exciting racing in the race. Not exciting. Not exciting. Not exciting but exciting, but like it, was it was good. Good. It was good. Good. Yes. good. Sprint was exciting. Sprint was okay. Like, anyway, but like, like it, was, it was not disappointing. Yeah, it was not dull. No, no, it was. It was not dull racing. It was like uh, like this will not be remembered as a track where like people will be like, "Hey, idhar ja rahe, idhar to boring hogi." It I was, won't. I would say people would like those who are into MotoGP international. They would say it is not a very Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe, maybe, maybe. I, I saw it that way. Yeah, because we, it is our track. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is that. I mean, I was so excited that this is a track we have ridden, driven on so many times and watching our favorite racers race. Felt like home. Like, because right, it was right, home. Right. Like, like, because I, I know. Okay. Like, like, when Formula 1 happened, I don't remember I ever drove on the circuit. Before, before F1, we did not. Yeah, right. I, I had three, three years, I, I think I drove after... Exactly. 20, same same, same right. with me. I, I drove, I, first time I drove there was 2015. 2014, I guess. 14, yeah, so, but like, similar, similar, similar. similar. But by the time, like, Formula 1 wrapped up, hmm. uh, we had not ridden, driven on the track. But yeah. now, I have driven, yes. ridden so many times. So, so, no, we know where the fuck-ups happen, where right, we right, know right. where the challenges the were. Are, and the the breaking like, markers are. Like, and like, watching our favorite racers ride there. Exactly. It was, it exactly. Was so, so for us, it was I was like, so excited. Yeah. Now I will jump to the negatives. Okay. Poor communication. Oh, throughout. Terrible. Throughout. Yes. Uh, like before the race, even my friend was asking me three days before uh, it was supposed to start. Like, to, dude, should I even come down or not? Right. Plus, sorry, we obviously know a lot of people who cancelled their plans because of poor communication. Right. But I get it that this year was more about getting the event. And like, like sort right. of getting the event done rather right. than attracting people. 
but some very basic mistakes were done which could yes. have been yes, but not made yeah. plus they had the, enough time like the status of the track right this you know like i'm just saying like there was radio silence right yeah you know like things like this, sh- this shuttle right yeah. shuttle also yeah the, the routes were added last couple minute. of days yes b- before the event happened right yeah, yeah I'll, i'll come to that i'll come okay. to that. Okay. that that's on my list okay okay that's on my list but yes poor communication Very in general right. was a problem i am hoping next year it will be fixed because the event is happening they'll focus more on the marketing could be let's oh. see oh. let's hope for the best shit marshals piss poor marshals you've already spoken about it but i want to talk specifically about the shit show i saw that happened right during in front of moto you. 2 right in front of me at turn 4 mm-hmm. and i've got videos because i validated what i saw right because i thought like maybe i was just getting frustrated in the moment but i validated what i saw in moto 2 lap 1 crash happened on turn 4 right two motorcycles i don't know who they were moto 2 riders anyway, anyway. i absolutely have right. no clue first thing the marshals could not push start the motorcycles in three attempts right they pushed so so turn half hearted attempts turn four you, like it's almost like a, a government employee a typical signature government employee in india uh-huh. like dude i mai subah aaya mai sham ko gaya mera kaam ho gaya kaam ho raha hai nahi ho raha i don't give a shit it was that bad and like turn right. four is a downward slope right Because like when you turn, go from turn four to turn yes, five, it it's is. a downward slope. Right. Don't even have to put that much of an effort. They just give a nudge to the bike. Right. First thing they pick the motorcycle first and rider afterwards. That's I'll come to it as well. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's the wrong order. That's a. But that, that's, they, there should be other. They should be split. Be they should be split. Well, they right. should be split. Right. Have you watched the movie Lagan? Yeah. Eight people would chase a ball. <laughs> yeah. Something similar happened there. Something similar happened Everybody there. Everybody picking up the bike. There were five people picking up the motorcycle at one point. Right. Right. Which is fucked up. Also, the second part is when you're pushing a motorcycle, like one guy gave it a nudge when the motorcycle is rolling and just like running back for the second rider, dude. Your objective is not to push the motorcycle. Your objective is to Start. get the motorcycle started. Right. And like one attempt, then the second attempt, then the third attempt, then the motorcycle started. Like, right. dude, what the fuck are you doing? Have you never pushed started a car? Right, right, right. So that was that. The second thing is there was no yellow flag. There was no yellow flag. Right. I have to watch the video for that. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll send you the video. Okay. I'll send you the video. There was no yellow flag, and I'm like fucking screaming and losing my shit. Like, what the fuck is happening? Mm-hmm. There was no yellow flag. There were no yellow lights flashing. Okay. Rest of the grid is coming around. Right. They are pushing the second rider out. They are about to push the second rider out. Thankfully, one marshal waved, and he was like, "Dude, let the grid pass, and then push him out." Otherwise, they were like, rest of the grid was about like maybe half a kilometer away from turn four. But they were pushing right in the. They were the about to. They direction. were about to push him out right after turn four. Okay. Right after turn four, which would have been like like a disaster, right? It's a safety risk. It's a right. risk to life right. that they were doing. And then again, once again, it happened like a subsequent crash that happened. Again, they did the same mistake with pushing the riders. Like thankfully that time the yellow flag was there. Okay. And they they pushed him in the traffic. I remember the Moto Three race where uh, a couple of riders crashed on the second to last corner, and I saw uh, two marshals come and pick up the bike, and the rider was literally crawling on the track. Exactly like for the fuck for at least ten fifteen seconds he was literally crawling on the track. There was nobody to pick him up. 
That's pretty bad. So thankfully, in Moto 2 crash, like the first crash that happened, they just came running out. The second crash that happened, thankfully, they ran out with a stretch. Like one guy was running out with a stretcher. But like I'm just saying, like that's obvious. Like, dude, right. one guy is gonna bring the stretcher when you see riders down. Right. Somebody is not moving. Somebody is not like when the rider is down, he's not gotten up. You run with a stretcher. Right. That's the fucking. I, I think I, that thing. same thing happened with Alex Marquez as well when he crashed during the practice, uh, practice or qualifying. I don't remember, but uh, he was on the track crawling for a very long time before. Somebody came with a stretcher. Exactly, like, dude, the if if you do not see a rider standing, you run with a stretcher. Right. That's the most obvious thing, which infuriated the hell out of me in Moto Two. Thankfully, nothing bad happened, but they were like half a second away from creating a disaster. Right. Right. And I and also so I mean I, like I'm, I'm, this may sound like absolute discriminatory shit, but. Like when you hire fucking forty-year-olds who are who out of shape. Like let's be honest, I'm not in shape, but I'll never volunteer to be no, marshal at a motor race. We did not. No, we did not. Right, we did not. We did not. We could have during Formula One. We could have, but we didn't. But yeah. motor GP, obviously, we are not in shape. We are not in shape. Like right. it, it's a. We could have easily become marshals, no? Yes, exactly. And there is a reason because like I can't fucking run and like like I can run, but like it, it can cannot do that throughout right. the day. Yeah, right. and when forty-year-olds who have a fucking waist which measures forty-six inches, <laughs> you do not fucking deserve it's to be a marshal. No, no it, it is, it is, it is. Yeah, it is because the people who towards some people we know. Yes, yes, because the you piece of shit cannot run. I'm, yes, I, you'd not believe how infuriated I was in those two two laps of Moto Two. <laughs> Okay. Like, the, I'll, I'll send this link to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, this, a rider episode. is down. You're, you're, you're like 50 meters away still. You're 50 <laughs> meters away still. Like, you're remembering and then you're running back. Had, and had, he, had he ran faster, his wig would have come out. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not the guy I'm talking about. <laughs> Okay, anyway. Yeah. No, the, the, I, I don't know if this guy uses a wig or not. He's not the guy I'm targeting. <laughs> but you get my point, right? Yes. Like, marshals have to be fit. Marshals have to be Obviously, edgy. that is the <laughs> main criteria. They, they should not be fucking 40-year-olds who will get a heart attack if they run twice. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Okay, so shit, Marshall. I've covered that point. I think Obviously. fairly elaborately. Commentary, something on the commentary. We, I think we talked. We've about that. spoken about that. I don't think I have anything more to more to add to that. <laughs> a lot, a lot. Third was obviously the uncertainty, like in general, that yeah, surrounded. Yeah. I mean, like hotel. Also, like this. So this is a commentary on our country. Yes. Uh, like many journalists, many uh, they. At last minute, they were told they'll have to pay more for the cabs that they had booked month in advance. Ah. Yeah, this happened. Like, okay, I'm uh, not aware of this. Yes, so they like, and it's not just one. So I'm assuming this happened with multiple people. Okay. I could see tweets from like three, four people. Okay. But they were like, okay, this is also reasonable price. So I mean, you've made the booking. Journalists were asked to pay for the cabs. No, so like freelance journalists, they cover a lot of shit. Yeah, like so the ones working with publications are a different story. But the ones working freelance, they they sort the, all of their shit out throughout the word on their own, right? Okay, I've never paid for my cabs, but okay. Uh, no, but like that's the thing. You are representing a publication right, there. Right, right. Like, could but, be, could but be. the ones covering freelance, the ones covering for multiple publications, and all for them, it's a different story. Okay, could be. And they are managing their transit throughout, from right, international right. flights to visas to everything. Right, right, right. They are doing that by themselves. Right. So, uh, 
so in fact like some of the journalists got a lot of hate for this no for just calling shit out at as it was okay. and even then like even when as they experienced things differently they they highlighted that like okay i was wrong about this I, like, or like i was told this but it's not the case right. like before the race there were rumors that there was no snakes spotted at the track like we've been to track multiple times we've never spotted snakes where the fuck did that rumor come from that came from fia medical director <laughs> Okay. <laughs> like what fucking moron is doing that without visiting the track is seeing snakes. We have never seen that. Never seen. Huh. Like monkeys new track. Monkeys, right? dogs, bats, we have all seen. We have never monkey? seen. Monkey, I've never seen a monkey. Dude, there were three different monkeys in this weekend only. Huh? Huh? I there was one in one in uh, Honda and like one in Ducati. Right? Yes. Yeah, this happened. This happened. Dogs, Ma- Ma- Marcus threw a banana to a monkey. What are you saying? Yes. I'm not I'm not seeing that okay no you, you need to use twitter okay you need to use twitter monkey i, I didn't see any monkey are nahi this happened the monkey fell in the pits this time what are you saying yes there were three like this happened on friday are you calling john abraham a monkey <laughs> no <laughs> no i'm not counting him yet amusing <laughs> no but yes there, there were monkeys in the pits okay. yeah dude dude there is lot of memes around it okay Okay, like like the, the Honda is signing him for next year and it's a start to be paid in bananas no i have not seen that okay so but yeah so so the the freelance journalists they were who were going around they uh, sort of had to deal with shit like this that they had booked cabs for 2 3 days for like say 200 pounds and then once the organize like once the whatever the company is running this uh realized that they were like, like now I'll have to pay 300 pounds and stuff like that but yeah. in general prices went up in general how tourists are fleeced on a tourist place that's what happened something very similar happened there yeah. okay yeah in fact Ma- Matt Oxley again right. fairly uh, one thing is i didn't see a lot of uh, international audience did you notice that so not a lot yes but a fair bit yes. like in my in my stands I, i i spoke with three guys i could see at least Seven eight guys, very similar. Like seven eight guys. But eight, again, like okay, sorry. If the uncertainty was so high that people living in India, right? That's what I'm sure saying. So that is one of the major reasons, I guess. So, but like this, this again comes back to uncertainty, which discouraged visitors. Right, right, right. That's the, the major point. National visitors. Yeah. Okay. Next, I'm gonna rant about it a lot. Stupid fucking bands. Stupid fucking. bands bands random ba- bands on random stuff yaar okay like why, why are you not allowed to carry a camera oh, like like i, I understand oh, okay, so i get it a lot of motorsport <laughs> events ban like cameras with lenses more than 200 mm focal length or right. stuff like that and which is fair because like those get ridiculously large and cause inconvenience to other right. people but like why am i not allowed a they camera they had a blanket ban on cameras yeah. like cameras coins bottles also also helmets. Yes, bot- helmets yes like fridays and saturdays people flood the races with helmets to get them signed by the favorite races yes yes and you're banning helmets and like what's your rationale behind it like if people might throw these stuff like dude you were handing handing them glass beer bottles <laughs> you were selling glass beer bottles like so because events in general over the past couple of years they have take, done two things first is they do not hand you glass bottles obviously they they pour the beer in a in a glass, glass and hand it to you right. and second thing is they do not sell water anymore they they ask you to get your bottles they, they ask you to get your bottles and they ask you to refill them right. from kiosk but they have to make money 
yes they were selling water at 200 rupees a liter right and also like not just in liter bottles they were selling in tiny tiny, tiny 200 ml bottles right like thankfully we had our cars right like parked right outside and we were carrying like 4 or 5 liters not everybody had that kind of a like but throughout the day we consumed like 7 liters of water right. water so like that's 1500 rupees in water over i know a lot of friends who actually spent about 2000 bucks on just on water that's what i'm saying that's yeah. what i'm saying plus so i i could see in my stands i could see people carrying whole cartons of those water bottles right because what can they do when you're selling 200 ml bottles right they are buying whole carton there are five people showing so up so hot the amount of waste you are adding Obviously, with 200 ml bottles is ridiculous it's stupid and there is absolutely no way to justify that right like Okay, sell what? See, so all the music festivals. They what they do is okay. Like you're not bringing a bottle, they'll sell you a bottle. Mm-hmm. Then fill it up. Yeah, just keep filling it up. Right. It was pretty stupid. Yeah, that was shitty. Plus camera ban and like binoculars. Why binoculars, can't you carry binoculars? Umbrellas. No, umbrellas. I understand. Umbrellas oh, are why? Ba- why? Yeah, umbrellas are banned for stands in like lot of places. They're allowed for picnic stands. Right. They're allowed. Uh, then banned for for stands in lot of places because of wind and all. They they could fly off. That's I have not seen like a lot of tracks I've seen people using huh? I I know I know but like there are many tracks that do that if, yeah. if you're in the stands but they're generally There's a blanket ban everywhere but, like, huh, blanket ban everywhere right ridiculous yeah. like absolutely ridiculous in fact they, they I mean the the bans were ridiculous also uh, one last thing I would add to here is the last minute deals were better For oh yes everything yes so like early bird pe- people who took early bird tickets and all they were like losing end the tickets i had they were booked day one before the main sale right. went on right, they right, were booked right. i guess you were one of the first people i not you but your, your friend my, my friend booked the tickets for himself yeah, yeah. I, i don't remember anybody booking tickets that early many i know did but i did uh, i booked the tickets because i was actually thinking that i'll get a media pass which i didn't But I booked my tickets like fifteen twenty days before the event. Right. Still, I was the loser. But also, at least like like by then you can find a yes. I'll come to that. Yeah. But I booked the tickets day one yeah. when their pre-sale was happening. Right. right. No discounts were given. No discounts were given because like when the main sale was happening, they were the same price. So what the fuck was the point of the pre-sale? Right. Like like a couple of tickets with eight hundred rupees price, they were they all snapped up in no time. Yeah, that was the only thing. Yeah, but I'm I'm just saying, like, if I'm booking for a music festival, if I'm booking for anything else, the pre-sale means you're getting Obviously, it cheaper. Obviously, early bird is you get yeah, some discount. Yeah. Something like la- la- last year, Lola Palooza, the ticket I bought was six k. The main ticket was twelve k. Right, double the price. Right. Yeah, that that was the advantage of booking early bird. Right. Yes. In this case, we you reward people who are booking tickets in advance. Right. Exactly. Right? Like it, it, my my tickets were booked thirty minutes after the the sales opened. Right, and somehow and somehow they found out <laughs> found a way. Of to fuck me over, to fuck me over, right? Yeah, penalizing the guys yeah. who right book tickets. Early. Then, then again, when the parking tickets were available, again right. my friend made sure that like okay, let's immediately do that because the shuttles that were showing at that point did not work for us. Right. Like we live in Gurgaon, the race was in beyond Greater Noida. Right. The shuttles that were showing the closest was near the airport. Right. So we would still have to sort out our transport till airport and then take the shuttles. So we bought a parking ticket, parking right. pass. Right. Except what happened? They added more shuttles. 
added more shuttles two days before the event nobody bothered about the parking, parking part on the first day a lot of people came without parking without passes parking. and they I, I did not spots. see any cars with parking pass like when in the in the parking right right, right. i did not see so and also uh, ktm was selling two day tickets and one day tickets later on yeah later on so like the for the same stands that we paid 6000 for right i would have attended the event all on all three days but people I, I I would not have spent six k right? right. I wanted right, to attend right, the Saturday right. and Sunday. You could have just easily paid three three grand and get four a very grand. Good. Three three. It was like six three and two. No, it was six four. Six three and two. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah. So I could have paid three grand three instead grand. of six grand. Yeah. A lot of people were you know complaining about it. Yes, absolutely. Like not rightly so. Very few people attended it on Friday. Hmm. So also uh, like and this I, like this I sort of understand but also unfair. they moved a lot of people to grandstand yeah like they did that randomly or random quizzes and like stuff because they wanted to show that the grandstands are not empty right so they moved a lot of people to grandstand by giving like freebies and i know people who paid 25k for grandstand tickets right 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 it's unfair to them it's sure unfair it to them when you sure give giving freebies to someone who paid 2500 i mean like okay like a bunch of people you can do that but like just because for a lot of people yeah they were moving a lot of people to the grandstand just they because did, they wanted they, to show the stands were like all full yeah also one more thing i would add which was not on my list sure shit influencers <laughs> were given media access oh yes like shit influencers who don't know nothing about motor sports nothing or nothing all. about motorcycling nothing at all nothing about human existence right were oh. given access to the pits were everything. given access to the the track the riders everything yes they and were like, on the grid exactly yeah and i don't know like where the fuck we went wrong or where the fuck rest of the media mm. went wrong if mm. these kind of people belong there right right that said all the negativity aside i'm glad this happened it, happened, it went I, well i'm so happy and now there are talks that people are actually trying to get f1 back on this track um that's it's a long shot it's a long shot but if it happens it's it's going to be so good for absolutely. the motorsports community in india let's let's just pray absolutely if it happens also uh, so someone from someone who had a seat in grandstand told me that another major negative was uh, that the red bull stalls, uh, stalls that were there right outside in the fan zone behind the uh, behind right. the grandstand they were playing ridiculously loud music throughout okay. even when the race was ongoing okay and they could hear more of the music than the 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 motorcycles <laughs> okay that i don't know <laughs> uh, even i don't know because i was not in the grandstands i was okay. that's odd but okay uh, but like that's a terrible thing to do mm mm-hmm. So I think that's that summarizes MotoGP. More than an hour we have been talking about Formula One and MotoGP, yeah. but it is it deserved. Yeah, you you said kind of will thing. not take more than thirty minutes for MotoGP. <laughs> uh, guess who was wrong? I am wrong. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, let's move on now. But anyway, I think we all had a good experience going to the race. Yes, and we have spoken about enough about MotoGP and Formula One now. Right. now we're looking forward to the next year let's move on to rest of the podcast which is i think we'll quickly go through all this yeah things. because we have taken up the highlight is moto gp bharat so yes we talked about it this details. this episode was more about that yes. and like that's that's exactly why we delayed this episode yeah. uh, and not a lot of things happened over the last one month i'll say 
No, we are it just ignoring. Because we, no, we're just because, ignoring a lot. No, but otherwise, Aikma is about to happen. It didn't happen, so a lot of new launches are supposed to happen there. So we'll wait for it as well. Uh, yeah. So, what do you want to start with? Okay, Ducati Moto E motorcycle. Okay. So, I mean, like that's that. <laughs> Why are you on Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> Like I I can't be distracted, huh? <laughs> While recording podcast, why are you on Instagram? <laughs> okay. No, I, I was looking for the the news article. Okay. Uh, but I had I had added the, the Instagram link as a reference. So right. anyway, so yeah, so Ducati has a, a Moto E motorcycle ready for Moto E. Yes. The race. Yes. Right. Uh, which. I don't know how to pronounce his name correctly. Michele Piro. Michele Piro tested. Okay. See, at least I'm not acting like the commentator at the MotoGP <laughs> race. He raced. He raced this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Michele Piro. Yeah. I, I know, I know. Uh, so, he tested the motorcycle and this is basically a, a 225 kg, which I know sounds like a lot for a race bike. But it's an But e-bike. it is an electric bike, yes. Uh, which is capable of doing 171 miles per hour right and has a motor as big as a coffee can as wired says okay yeah <laughs> which is very impressive look so a so couple of things that caught my attention which i actually wanted to talk about i mean like there is obviously a lot of detail here uh, but the primary stuff that i wanted to talk about is first the batteries are stressed mem- members of the chassis right how does that work in event of a crash now i understand in in case of cars so it's not basically the the battery but they are uh, the outer casing yes but still like like if it is that hard that strong they can can obviously damage so and like to deal with that risk because if you remember before the first moto e race yeah. the whole grid of motorcycles burned down yeah yeah, yeah. I remember, remember that right yeah. yeah like when one of the cells malfunctioned right, in right, one of the right. bikes right so they've apparently added lights on it so okay. that the marshals can respond properly okay and the lights can be like green or red depending on whether the like it's perfect the, the circuit is perfectly fine okay. or whether there are any potential risk interesting yeah so so that's why i wanted to talk about it being as a, a stressed component yeah. yeah so because like in case of car still like even though the batteries in the floor it's still guarded from all sides in a way right in case of motorcycle that's not the case yeah so so that was i think that. the casing they made it in a way that they can take that kind of a bashing i mean hopefully but like they've added uh, the lights okay. so clearly they do not expect yeah, that yeah. to happen always and then they've added fallback lights as well so right, like, like the, right, right. the lights have two levels of fallback right so so that that says something yeah yeah apart from that it's it's like fairly straight normal motor yeah. e-bike right normal motor e-bike but like, like it's but since you're talking about an electric bike i want to talk about uh, <laughs> something that caught my attention it is the ninja uh, kawasaki e1 ninja and z E1Z, so ele- okay. a pair of electric bikes which Kawasaki is going to introduce at this Aikma, this year's Aikma. Okay. Uh, very unimpressive stats uh, specifications. Okay, I was about to ask if whether they're click hitting at the superbike segment. But no, 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 absolutely not. So uh, range of some seventy odd kilometers. 
which is poor but 100 100 plus you would expect right but even worse is like 11.8 bhp what's the talk like talk is like 23 but also 21. like since it's 11 bhp only i don't think it's not going to be very much. Yeah. top speed of 100 kilometers per hour so they they like making e scooters yeah e scooters like literally we have e scooters which are better yeah. why why give it like we have ather that is better name, right right have, exactly like fuck everything we have ola that is better and we have a company like ultraviolet in india which is still a startup i'll say well backed yeah. startup yeah but they have made a product which is pretty impressive and here we have kawasaki which is still making a motorcycle which has the starts of a scooter true also like since you mentioned ultraviolet a uh, slight tangent okay so tvs has announced a one make race oh yes we need to talk about that right <laughs> we are talking about that okay yeah. without you forgetting <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh they have showcased a race bike which uh is electric right now we don't have a lot of details yeah but i don't know i'm assuming some of it comes from ultraviolet because tvs obviously right. has right, significant right, right. stake in ultraviolet and they haven't showcased any electric motorcycles yet only they are like uh and torque and torque yeah electric scooter yeah. like their electric version yeah, of yeah. it right yeah. is is it called something else i think it is and torque i torque or whatever anyway anyway, anyway right. yeah so the point is but also i'm, I'm going to go back to the nomenclature so, so that's that we don't have more details or like we didn't bother reading too much details because it was not about a gp weekend right uh but it is called apache rte right <laughs> so like you remember the first tvs apache yeah then they launched the apache rtr which was like instead of 150 it was 158 cc right and rtr was rapid throttle response right now this one is the electric rte rte right guess the full form rapid ट्रांसलेटरप Which is so odd. I mean, I'm sure the learnings come in, but like, like we want to see some products that are like How seriously coming. How long TBS has been investing in Dakar? Yes, what have we, we seen? We don't have an off-road product. Like right now, the best off-road friendly motorcycle that you can buy is is still the Expuls, right? Which we have, uh, and even even in racing, like a proper sports bike from TBS came only after the. uh bmw partnership right but we also need to talk about the 3 310 rtr yeah the the apache 3 310 rtr right it's called i don't know the name whatever it is called the naked but, but at least yeah they have done like it's not exactly the same as the BMW. bmw 310 which is a good thing yeah. they have made it uh, they've squarely aimed it at the duke 390 yes and uh, which is another tangent we're going to take now sure <laughs> go on 
No, no, I'm just saying like there okay. is a Duke 390. We have not spoken about that on the podcast. The new 390, right? And we were able to see it at the the MotoGP. At the MotoGP, uh, yes. Yeah. It was on display. Looks beautiful. Well, like beautiful. Okay, beautiful is uh, wrong. It looks impressive. It looks impressive. Looks right? impressive. Beautiful is not a word that we you can use. We can still see some cost cutting and things like that. Uh, but very visible. It, it, it it is very aggressive. Okay, and so two nice. point, two points I would like to highlight here. Go on. One is this is the first time they have made major tweaks to the engine. Yes. And I think the stroke has gone up a bit. I think so. To make the engine capacity go up from three seventy three cc to three ninety nine or three ninety eight cc. I think increased stroke is good. Increased bore would have been bad because right. the bore is already very high for right. a single cylinder engine. Right. And like. Because when the bore goes up, the weight of the piston goes up. Exactly. And that's not like good beyond a point. Right. And it is already fairly high. I think the bore is all about seventy-five mm. I don't remember, but yes, more than eighty mm. It's eighty-five, eighty-seven mm. I think. Yeah. Which is a lot. So the reciprocating mass goes up, which is not good. Makes the engine coarse at low RPMs. Right. In this case, the the stroke has gone up. So this is the first time the engine capacity has gone up. And the second part is, like. It has been a decade since the Duke 390 came out. Exactly one decade, a little more than one decade. Yes, I think it was July 2013. Right, and it like all these years, even if you ignore this current new launch, right, it has continued to be the benchmark it for is. this segment. Everyone who comes out has, like, is by default measured against Duke 390 and still falls short. Right. In some way or the other, right. the BMW 310 GS, the Apache 310 RR, like the new entrants, uh, the the Triumph, <clears throat> Speed, Street, whatever, is right, 400. Yeah. Like like everything is measured against the Duke 390, right. which It is, is a decade old product. Like now they've updated the engine as well, and they've added a whole bunch of electronics, and right. now they're back to a, a underbelly exhaust. Yes. Plus. Plus some major changes: adjustable suspension on the front, that is major. adjustable suspension on the rear. That's major, and yeah. that is offset. The rear suspension is offset, which allows for you to adjust it easily. Because, it is easier, right? Yeah, more because, accessible. Yeah, because otherwise, you remember, we would remember that we have to make a change. We'll just like it is cumbersome. Yeah, like this would, one is. Like we metal. would not do that. We right. just whenever we would visit the workshop, we'd just ask them to fix it. Expulse. The best example is Expulse, right? Yeah. You can adjust the front fork, but rear motor shock. It is. It front. Is. I do. Front. I do every single time I'm going right. on the track. Like right. I, I know. I have like by now I have figured out the settings I am comfortable with. Right. And I change them the moment I'm back on the road. Right. Like road, like away from track, and the moment I'm back on the track, I, I increase the right. compression right. damping and rebound damping. I think in the Duke three ninety new it's it's uh, rebound damping is yeah rebound for the rear monoshock right right it's mostly the case I right, think right. rear uh, it's mostly the true uh, the rebound damping right and obviously the but I want to ride it I want to see like how it has changed yeah character looks like good like looks loud as uh, a KTM should as a KTM should or KTM has right uh, I think I mean. At some point, uh, like when when the KTM Duke 90s came out, right, uh, it was a radical design. Still is honestly, sure, it, is, it still was. is a very loud design. Like right. the ones we have, it still is a very loud design. But like current one feels 
honestly overdone to some degrees but also feels but like properly KTM yeah. it it feels like and like quintessential KTM with that performance it it doesn't matter how right. it looks like but it okay. still looks good I also added a uh, launch control i want to check it out i don't <laughs> i want to check it out like uh, so that's what i'm saying honestly i feel shit scared trying out launch controls on motorcycle so i first time i tried it was on a diavel i was so scared same you tried on the already right? yeah. i was scared <laughs> that's what like like your brain doesn't allow you right. to to just like go on Pin throttle, throttle like that yes, and yes, then yes. they just let go of the clutch with a 390 i will be slightly more you know comfortable but know? honestly i'll still be prepared with my left foot on the ground <laughs> to let go of the motorcycle if shit hits <laughs> <laughs> with the kind of electronics I we mean, have had in ktm yes <laughs> that plus like in general uh, like It's, it's hard right, to right, trust right. electronics to that level like right. i understand traction control and abs launch control still feels like i don't know i don't know like on any motorcycle yeah. another motorcycle we got to see at the motogp bharat was the new aprilia 457 457 yes looks yeah. very pretty very pretty it looks like the rsv4 right exactly very close to it yes yeah, that's good i think if the pricing if their price it right i am buying it what according to you is a right price uh so there is one i think aprilia won't be able to price it below 6 lakhs on road i'm saying but if it comes to like 6.5 yeah yeah 6 6.5 if they price it at around 5 lakhs on road i'll be buying it that's very optimistic very you optimistic i know optimistic. i am not a lot of our friends have been saying that have these friends that you talk of ever been right about anything <laughs> at least they said about the motor gp timings <laughs> like realistically <laughs> let's be honest i don't know so, so okay okay, okay. I, 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 what i'm saying is uh, no. on road if i get it for 5 lakhs i will be it is a brilliant deal then yeah i'll be thinking uh, about it but like let's be honest like good pricing a reasonable pricing considering what the other options out there as well are uh is going to be 6.5 6.25 to 6.5 yeah. on road uh, even i have been saying the same same yeah figure. but yes if it is 5 i'll be I, i think like, i think like we'll we'll continue to have the same garage yeah <laughs> <laughs> because even i'll probably end up buying it then. <laughs> another so, motorcycle same motorcycle will be yes only. that's that's why i said till like we'll, we'll probably continue to have the same garage yeah, yeah i will actually make it make it into a track bike it's very easily you know something that can be transformed into a track bike that's what i felt dude i'm i'm still telling you pick a r15 for bic it's the okay for track. for bic it is not yeah it's not right for, for mmrt i would have thought but not for yeah. bic But I mean, like I, I still hold that it is one of the best motorcycles I've ever owned. There's, there's no doubt about it. Right? Yeah. V2 is the best, I guess. It is the V3. Because, I'm not too sure. V3. So V3, V3 they increased the bore by a couple of. Yeah, hands. it feels rough. It, it doesn't feel like R15 anymore. Exactly. Like so, even though it is more usable, I'm sure. And that's the difference. I feel like when I move to KTM, like it allows you some mistakes. Right. With R15 V2, when I had it, you would. Like it would force you into a spot where you have to be perfect with Precise. every gear shift. Yes. You would have to rev match with every gear shift. Like there is no way you can upshift early and get away with right. it. There is no way you can cock up a downshift and like feel right. Right. Like and the braking. 
like the breaking it didn't have abs it didn't have braided lines it didn't have upside down forks but like the breaking used to feel like i i i can feel the whole what the whole motorcycle is doing with my two fingers right and i've never felt that on any other motorcycle to right. that level right it was to like it was such a brilliant motorcycle by the way the aprilia is going to come shorted with uh, mm-hmm. the tvs eurogroup taz so which is i've been hearing good things about it a lot of people have been hearing like, about people it. are tell, people are saying that it's those who have been taking the, it on the race track people are saying it's better than the alpha h1s yes. that we are running apollos that yes. we are running and they are already very good tires right 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 very good tires but i mean not the the medzeller w rated good obviously not but it is but very good for the price it is close, amazing but right? very close to that yeah very it's, close to that it's a good indication no like if tvs eurogroup it's yes. it's good and a manufacturer is picking it up i mean that that's brilliant so uh, okay quality has never been a issue with any of the indian tire manufacturers pricing has been right no i'm saying quality uh, yeah like quality like again quality is not performance with like people generally mistake mix up the two yeah that's what i'm saying like, uh, pricing has like, it, we are a very price conscious market right yeah. you don't want to pay a premium for performance but uh, something like this like finally we are opening up hmm. No, but like none of the Indian brands were making performance-focused brands. The pricing was nobody fair. wanted it. Nobody right? wanted it. But right. what I'm saying is, so the pricing for whatever products they were selling were fair. Right. Apollo with its Redstone. What is it? So Apollo has acquired that company Redstone. Yes. Redstein, and they are they are making for the premium uh, motorcycles right, now. Right. 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 In fact, like for my car, obviously that's very far off. Uh, like someday, if you upgrade, you'll go for. Redstone. Yeah, but like like once I wear out these set of tires, at least like like I'm I'm past the half. It's life. an Austrian brand. Yeah, I think yes. Okay. I think I could be wrong about it though. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you could be wrong about it though. <laughs> Not me. Uh, but yeah, Apollo owns that, and like uh, people who have upgraded uh, from the Goodyear that come on the come stock on the Skoda Slavia, right? Uh, and move to uh, Redstones, mm. and they're reasonably priced, like uh, seven. Pricing is what. it makes the whole package very attractive no so so that's what i'm saying yeah. like indian brands indian tire manufacturers have always had well priced products right. and top shelf quality they like, can make good tires like mrf has been making slicks for racing the motorcycles right yeah but also the, so that's what i'm saying the performance is e- easy for them but also quality like i've never i've rarely had issues with mrf or with uh, even apollo cart or apollo right. where like i've had to claim make warranty claims or anything in fact i've seen those issues with michelin right i've seen those issues with uh, bridgestone right 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 so that's the point i'm trying to make right. like quality has never been an issue the, the only thing is ke- but it really has got to be choice. the first first o- like manufacturer bringing in these tires as oem which is really the, no, yeah, no one no one doing it so far not yet okay so that, that, this is this is good it's, it's i, I did not good. know this and this is impressive and commendable i would say right but overall yes this is one motorcycle we are watching and arsenal as well not really i am actually so i'm not going to buy it obviously but, but so that ends the conversation no no but it is something so it's only going to make the market more exciting <laughs> I, right? i i agree i agree i'm just saying like like as a as a personal potential purchase not That's, not yeah. really right because like realistically even if it launches it's going to be like 14 15 no no r7 is going to be priced around 10 11 it can't be priced more than that because then they're not going to be more buyers for it it's a v, uh, it's a twin parallel twin parallel twin yes yeah yeah 
you can't compare it with the 6 R6 oh right of course right yeah so this so my 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 i i think i overestimated but yeah 10 lakh would be a fair price for it that's a good bike for it for that kind of price okay okay valid yeah. valid valid point anyway what next okay what next uh, we have spoken uh, a lot about uh, alternate fuels on this podcast yes we Obviously. have lot hydrogen everything yeah. so there is this chinese automaker called gac okay they are working on ammonia combustion engine ammonia combustion i've yes. never heard me ammonia combustion me neither okay and until 15 days ago me neither okay go on <laughs> no but that, that's that's about it but my, my point is that this is another so what are the benefits like did they so the transit Like like the transport of uh, ammonia is easier. It can Ob- be more than hydrogen, right? Obviously, way more than hydrogen. Right. And uh, like it can be easily transmitted. Plus, it is actually like the processes are already set for Quite storage true. or for distribution. Quite true. Uh, so it's easier to build on top of that. Okay. Plus, there are hopes again. Like this is these are early days. Obviously, these are very very early days. Uh, but there are hopes that the like the existing engines can like with minor tweaks be converted to to run on that. Pretty similar to hydrogen, but without pretty the drawback. Pretty similar to hydrogen combustion. Combustion, yeah. Yes. I'm not saying fuel cell. Right. Material. Yeah. Okay. So that's that. Okay. That's nice. Yeah, that's nice. And it's, it's, like, it's a good development, right? Good development. Like we cannot like, just only rely on electric, right? Which we are doing right now. We have to search for alternatives as, as well. Also, more people out there doing research in the right, world. Right. Right. Will lead to a better world. Right, as simple right, as right. that. Even it's, if, it's it's a good news. Even if they don't lead to an ammonia combustion engine, I'm pretty sure there will be a lot of breakthroughs that right. come because right, of the right, right. the investment a company is doing on the research. Quite as right. simple as that. Like like we need to in general keep searching, right? Obviously, and support more research work. Exactly. Support more research work in these directions to to. Sort of offset climate change, which is leading to September's being this horrible, <laughs> this hot and humid. That Jorge Martin is passing out. <laughs> anyway, what else? Uh, okay, I I am not sure if we spoke about this on the last episode, uh, but you which remember is? the the very first fatal crash of Uber. I think we talked about it, no? Did we? Yeah, it happened uh, two years back, one and a half. No, two years we've back. not spoken about that on the podcast certainly because that happened twenty sixteen. The accident happened twenty sixteen. Yes. Okay. Yes, when they were using Volvos, it was an X nineteen. But I, I think we have talked about the accident. We've talked about the anyway, accident. Anyway, anyway, yeah. Huh. So there was a verdict on it finally. Uh, so let's talk about ago. what the accident was. If we have not talked about it, there so was a cyclist crossing the road. The car didn't stop. The right. the driver who was supposed to be a backup driver was distracted on his phone. He or she, I don't he, remember. He, it was he, I guess. Hmm. But anyway, uh, they were on their. So the verdict is out and off. So uh, the the verdict is the the driver or the backup driver is held guilty. Not the company. Not the company. In whatever way. Yes. Okay. So I mean, this was sort of expected. Also, like so, actually, uh, not been held guilty, but rather the driver who was there has pleaded guilty. Okay. Yeah, but also apparently uh, there are conversations on the side. 
दैट दे वर लाइक मेजर पे ऑफ्स बिहाइंड बिहाइंड इट ऑब्वियसली because you don't want to hold up uber right, right, but right. like this this sort of outlines this also sort of creates a precedent right that will be followed eventually which is quite true yeah but it is expected right we we knew that's going to happen true true and since we are talking about driverless so okay since we are talking about driverless there is a like just a sort of funny tangent i would take okay go on I I showed you the video about the driverless jam. Oh yes, you did. It was fucking funny. You want to describe it or should I? No, you do. Okay. Uh, I have, but I've never seen something like that. <laughs> nobody has. I don't think people who were there had ever seen anything Can like that. Can I add it. the link? I will obviously. Yeah. I, I'll most certainly add the link. So the video is from uh, Austin, Texas, and there are at least like seven, eight driverless. More than that. It let quite a few of them. No, no, no. So many others are actually people with like like cars with drivers. I know, I know. Okay. So there are at least seven eight cars clearly visible. Uh, like the driverless cars collectively manage to get in a jam, <laughs> blocking the entries to some. Honking turns, at each other. <clears throat> and then honking at each other. <laughs> so this caught my attention on Twitter, obviously. Okay. And some guy is <laughs> tweeting the another update of Chat GPT. and they they learn, learn road rage as well <laughs> and they's like like driverless cars are honking at each other <laughs> which is funny blocking each other as well as like human the driven problem, traffic yeah, as well the problem they were meant to solve is the problem <laughs> they they are, they kept compounding <laughs> okay so very funny. yeah so it's pretty pretty hilarious like I'll, i'll i'll obviously add a link to the the, the video yeah By the way I bought a new used car new used car yes congratulations on that you bought that on my birthday yeah i did <laughs> <laughs> a nexon but uh, the reason why i picked up this topic is basically tata has showcased a new nexon yes and launched eventually launched right launched reasonably priced reasonably priced pretty much the same pricing uh, not yeah minor jumps yeah minor jumps hmm. but yes aggressively different design <clears throat> added a dct to it and like pretty smartly actually like i'm mostly complaining about tata on this podcast uh but they've done like they've added dct yes which uh slight concerns considering the general quality control of tata mm, right right uh but what they have done is basically if they have like five models th- though they have more a lot more uh, but basically the absolute lowest and the absolute highest model don't have the automatic option right which is something like the, the this is the kind of stupidity ford also did even the absolute highest doesn't have an automatic it doesn't it comes with a manual it comes with a manual okay so this was also the case with ford at one point like the eco sport was available with automatic if you're looking at titanium but not titanium plus okay yeah so i do not what is the rationale behind it I think like just the prices cross into a different price bracket, and then people start looking okay. at alternatives. And the people who are generally looking at automatics on, I would say, rounded cars, are looking at function and not really looking at a whole and package. Even with a DCT, DCT is bought by more enthusiasts, no? Yeah, but it's an Exxon. It's like by default not bought by enthusiasts. <laughs> mm. That's the point. Like that's the point. This is interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, but what do you think about the design? 
the design looks good to be honest like from the, from a distance it looks good ha huh. and like so so even in the photos even in the press photos that came out honestly the cabin like you look at and like i'm not even comparing to skoda or volkswagen right i'm comparing to a hyundai right which honestly i think is the obvious car choice for our country right when people look at it ex- like the honestly i feel like uh, the if people start from hyundai right and then they look for alternates around it based on their preferences or their budgets right like generic car buyers they look at hyundai first like they look at a hyundai creta first and then they like okay i don't have creta budget unless like, they look at maruti but obviously yeah, yeah but like maruti maruti like typically caters to a relatively lesser price point yeah yeah but like creta or or like a kia seltos right that's what people look at because they are like omnipresent right and then either they buy that by default or they adjust to their budget and that's right. where they start looking at alternatives that's right. how the market i feel sure it is is operating right now Makes because sense. like creta and seltos are omnipresent right right uh but anyway uh, what i was arriving at what was i arriving at next on next on yes so yeah so look at the cabin photos and even compare like not not comparing to creta but even the the segment lower even the photos you can see flaws yeah sure even in the press photos right and like visible i won't say quality but like the choice of materials choice of materials yes yeah it is not quality like the quality you will figure out it's eventually. very similar to it's it's a it's a bad example of ktm duke 390 yes in the to, photos you can yeah, see that they're like, trying to give a lot of different features and functions and amenities for a at a very lower price point which in a way you know you know there is going to be cost cutting and the quality is not going to be that great and like there is a visible there are visible bits in the photos yeah i mean the steering wheel is definitely one of techy and also can you imagine like it's a it's a glossy finish on right. the steering in the middle like can you imagine how it is going to look and feel like 6 months in yeah, like sure, with sure. smudges and Doesn't all that look good why do you need a a a, a logo a logo very ugly not even going there right but i'm just saying like how how is it going to hold up after even not going long term even after 10000 kilometers sure 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 i i didn't like it okay but but improvement the infotainment screen bigger yes yep but better designed better designed but a lot of people have been ha- facing the problem in the in the in the, the, the media drive itself do you jump too far forward <laughs> okay <laughs> go on okay now you have an exxon yeah which By the way, you bought used because you needed a crossover because of your mother. Yes, and you were getting. It's not very deal. old. It's twenty nineteen. You were getting but a good deal. But first generation. Yeah. yeah, you're getting a good deal. Yeah. So cool. But how is the infotainment? I dislike it. Pretty why? bad. Why? Why? It's slow. The UI UX both are pretty bad. How are the icons? Icons are pretty bad. Yes, like designed by a five year old or ten year old. uh i'll say 7 <laughs> right so that's the point in the in the new one they have addressed that it looks neat it looks right. clean it like it looks very comparable to what a, a hyundai or a skoda, skoda or a jeep skoda is doing is really good uh it's fairly good i like it so i like the realistic uh, approach i like i like the one on my car right. mine has a 10 inch unit there are the other ones with 8 inch unit okay which are functionally brilliant the ux is absolutely sorted and they have knobs for volume okay uh the ui is not pretty 
okay it's it's very functional right it's very functional but it's not pretty like some okay. of the choices of colors are like mellow and i don't know what like it it could use the ui could use a rehash right. on the 8 inch units right right but right. like functionally they're sorted but yeah yeah uh so that is something they have addressed but yes like you pointed out but go on the issues issues uh, the the yeah it's slow it's on the new one on the new one yeah uh, i think uh, i mean i'm just saying the next one from the outside looks good from from a distance i guess but once you go closer <clears throat> to it there are you can see you know cost cutting and things like that uh, some of i just true true, uh, true i i think tata is trying to hurt I think they have to honestly i am not giving too long to uh, tata before their market share starts shrinking again the way they are thanks to their dealers yeah their dealers their customer support and things like that obviously the, the quality yeah. people are obviously going to look through the whole you know the safety thing they have been selling yes and also recently someone um, sent me a link uh, about a dealer survey yeah which basically was a dealer satisfaction scores right and hyundai and kia rate fairly high okay um i'll not say any shitty reasons mm-hmm. i'll refrain from that maruti ranks pretty high even skoda was reasonably high volkswagen was reasonably high tata scored like somewhere near the bottom tata and, and i'm not surprised nissan so like it's not just the dealers acting like shit with the Uh, with the customers, but also the dealers pissed with the company. Okay, that's like the, right. this was dealer satisfaction. So like how right, happy right, the right. dealers are with the brand. Right, right. And like Tata dealers are not happy. Okay. And that's where they start basically abusing or fleecing the customers right, in certain right, ways. Right, right, like right, I've right. seen that in the past. Like you remember. in 2016 my father was looking for a new car and at that point tata and fiat dealers used to be still not 2016 by 2016 they had by 2016 they were separate but they were still like uh, so mostly it was the it was the at least in the tier 2 tier 3 cities mm-hmm. um it were the the tata dealers who had added just a fiat dealership on the side right 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 uh, but yes they they were basically just lying about spec sheet and stuff everything yeah uh, plus obviously the tata dealership experience was another level shit pretty bad uh, so yeah and like tata dealers are not happy with the company like that's basically it. that's what like because hyundai hyundai obviously is getting numbers mahindra dealers are fairly happy yes. but mahindra scored very high on that okay i think part of the reason is also that mahindra is making cars that are attracting a lot of demand and like dealers are able to get away right, right, selling right. accessories worth right. 2 lakh with the with the car right 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 which is true which is yeah. makes sense which which will keep the dealers happy yeah. like they they're able to sell high margin crap right but uh, so so the automatic thing we were talking about so they have maintained the old amt and right. added the dct dct yeah. so on the lower variants you have the option for amt when you want an automatic right and with the higher variants you have the dct which i think is a reasonable approach to makes sense yes this seems like a wise approach to take yeah because uh for the amt they are adding like 50 70k and for the dct they are adding like about a lakh or so which is fine which is which is, is fine like, like the, the price and downs are fine right. but also th- this is why is like if someone is extremely on a budget and can have their heads rocking around with every gear shift <laughs> they can they can choose the amt right. and like hurt their necks but yeah this this i think like this this seems like a reasonable approach right. 
the nomenclature for the Nexon EV has changed. Okay. They are like mid-range and long-range now. Okay. Okay. We've got some dogs joining our podcast in the background. <laughs> we are, we're going to ignore that. We like dogs. Uh, but yeah. The ranges have gone up on the on the Nexon EV. Okay. Though we've been seeing random bugs on Nexon EV right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I, I you think you you sent me one screenshot, some yeah, picture. Yeah. Of a CNG on the. The CNG light was yeah. glowing on the on the Nexon EV dashboard, right. and this this was not a, a media drive vehicle, so like we can so assume it's a customer car. It was a showroom car. Okay. Not a customer car. It was not bought yet, but yeah. You have something about Tesla now. Uh, Cybertruck. Okay, go on. So I think Tesla is basically almost close to start delivering Cybertruck. Only two and a half years late. Two and a half, three years. I don't know. Sorry, God knows. has anyone heard about uh, what's happening Roadster. with Tesla Roadster? Yes. Nobody, nobody. Because those people who spent like 60, 70 grand. 75. 75 grand. They are still ranting about it. Somehow it's like the apple of cars. Uh, people like take it like okay, fine. Someday we'll get it. But no, but like Apple, Apple doesn't fuck up on timelines, dude. Like you're you're abusing Apple now. Sorry, I'm not abusing Apple, but yeah. I mean Apple. Apple. Apple makes a fool out of their customers in many cases. Yeah, but anyway, anyway, yeah. Uh, let's not talk about the roadster. I'm talking about the Cybertruck. Okay. Uh, a lot of images have, you know, shown up on the internet, <laughs> and and basically it shows it's it's a fucking useless car. Have yes. you seen the pictures of the the bed? I did. Yes. Oh my god. I did. <laughs> People have been commenting. It's it's. Pretty much, it's it's absolutely useless. Unusable. Unusable. Like, so it's the just sides are slanting. The right. bed is small. Plus the bed is like not deep enough. It's because it sits on the the wheel well. Yeah. Yet, Tesla somehow finds a way to, you know, poke other companies. Did you see that uh, a Tesla dressed up as a Tacoma? Ah yes, I did. Yeah. I did. You have a shitty product on your hand, but yet you have the balls to go poke. And brands. like one of the most popular yeah. products, like right. Toyota Tacoma, is is like attracting such a nuisance. But anyway, you would you have something else. But also, well. like, uh, what percentage of truck owners are actually using the bed? That's true. That's true. But uh, anyway, it, this is a proper lifestyle product. But also, uh, so like the so so many photos coming out, it they they show how. Like minor tweaks to the proportions can make a vehicle look entirely different. Okay. Like like it looked better than this during the launch, right? Sure. Now uh, after the launch, Elon Musk went on the show of this guy, yeah, this comedian who like does a Joe Rogan. No, no, garage, jail, no. Okay. Went on Jay Leno's garage, Jay Leno went driving around the car and Elon Musk said like, like it's it's gonna be more or less the same car, just slightly smaller and minor tweaks to proportions here and there. Right. We are seeing the minor tweaked version <laughs> now and it looks like shit. It does. Yeah. Like you, if you even if you put this in the in under good like well planned spotlights, it will not look good. No, definitely. Yeah, because the proportions are poor, it looks horrible, it looks like a college project kind of job. Yeah, it does. But anything else on Tesla you have other yes, than the Cybertruck? I do, I do, I do. Very interesting. You remember the Tesla joke? Sorry, yoke. Yoke. Yes. The joke, yes. Yeah. The yoke. Uh, so first, the model is like the highest performance version, Plaid. 
plant, right? Gland, yes. Yeah. It was available only with the yolk. It was launched with the yolk. Yes. And then they eventually added the option to have a normal steering wheel. Yes, they did. And we have talked about it. Yes. Now, they were out of those steering wheels as well at some point. Yes. Then, like now the customizer allows, like until a while ago, it allowed you to choose the yoke for $250 extra. So, yoke was costlier. Yeah. So, it flipped around from giving just the yoke to the yoke costing $250. An expensive optional extra. An expensive optional extra. 250 okay, still like someone spending 100k, 250 is fine. Yeah. Now the yoke is a thousand dollar extra, a fourfold increase. Fourfold increase, right? So thoughts on that? Hmm. Okay. What are they trying to do? Are they trying to discourage customers? Exactly my thought. Exactly my thought. Because see, Tesla, and we know for a fact, like Musk, and like obviously the whole shit show around Tesla. it would be borderline impossible for them to accept that it was a poor choice. Obviously, we know Musk, right? Right. <laughs> He's not going to accept his fault. Exactly. Yeah. And like, so it, it's not like, and like they have, they have sort of, and also because it, it would sort of deflate their cult. Right. Their cult has spent way too long defending it. Right. So now they're trying to increase the price to a point where people are discouraged from, like obviously thousand dollars. Yes, it's it's like too much. Even on a hundred thousand dollar car, like you'll not pay thousand dollar extra for a steering, which is worse functionally, right, objectively right, worse. Right. And then I think gradually they're gonna just remove that option. Phase it out. Yes. Yeah, and like you excuse that people were not using, people right. were not choosing it, people were choosing normal steering. Maybe makes sense. We, we were ahead of time. Yes, makes they'll sense. say shit like that and and just do that. Typical Elon. Yeah, that's, typical Tesla. That's <laughs> that's what. So there was, I think, a McKinsey report, which said over a fifth, over fifty percent people would not buy a car that does not have Android Auto or Apple CarPlay. Interesting. What are your thoughts on that? Will you buy a car? Like, if you are going out to buy a new car, hmm. will you buy a car? Actually not. I will be considering uh, Android Auto and Apple CarPlay. Right. If you are renting a car for a week. Still I'll consider if it has Android Auto and Apple CarPlay. Exactly. That I'll right. be in that 50%. Yes. Squarely in that 50%. <laughs> exactly. And uh, so so th- this, I, I spotted this and like I, I thought, how did we arrive here? Okay. How did we arrive here? Because... Like who's at fault for this or like who's the one gaining from this? Because in India we have got like Maruti Suzuki and a couple of other brands. So Maruti Suzuki has done that with a lot of their models already. Okay. And a couple of other brands who are not offering any maps on their infotainment now. Like by default they expect that people will use Android Auto. Right. And that's about it. Like if you need their bass, infotainment system is just for music. That's it. It's just for music and like basic car controls. Right, right, right. Car makers are being a little lazy. In what sense? They're not investing too much money into the, the tech side of it. What do you think? So, I mean, in the recent years, we have seen uh, major commitments that we're going to invest this much or that much in uh, improving our in-car experience and all. 
But Farm makers yes. have been saying that, but they are also but tying yes, up with I, I like see, Amazon and things like that. No, but like like I I entirely agree with your point. Yeah. Uh, they slacked off in the transition period, mm-hmm. and like now whatever the fuck they add, people don't give a shit anymore because people are like, I have my comfort zone, I have my places saved in Android or same Apple. here, same here. I I, I right. I believe with that thought. That's right. Like this is uh, I. Honestly, I'm not comfortable just using my phone all the time and like using the data on my phone all the time. Yeah. I would happily use the maps on my car. Right. Except the problem is my car comes with Sejik. If anyone from Sejik is listening to this, you guys made a sh- made the shittiest maps possible on the face of earth. <laughs> okay. Like, dude, th- it was never updated. The roads are missing on it. Okay. Uh, like. In my Skoda car, I cannot find the Skoda dealership in Sijik Maps. Okay. Because, see, the thing is, I want to use it because rest of the UX on my car is actually fairly good. Right, right. Like, right. except for the missing volume now. <laughs> but okay. And except for the missing AC control. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it is such. But it, it's actually very good and I want to use that. And I also don't want android auto experience all the time like but that's just me right that's just me people are like the moment i have to use a map i have to switch to android auto. you have to yes yeah so that's that and most people are choosing that most people don't give a shit about certain features that are that like if they're not visible to them right directly. right 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 it makes sense yes but there is one outlier okay which is tesla yes <laughs> i guess it right yeah yeah you want to build upon that? No, I think I think you should okay. talk about it. So, but, but Tesla is a tech company and we know that they... they exactly. Like, all the issues... Out of everything else, their, their infotainment system is something which they have got it right. Exactly. Like, whatever else is wrong with the company, that is there. But they worked out the in-car experience for the infotainment. Yeah. Right, and they keep improving it constantly. Yes, and that's the thing. Like they, they have their own maps, they have their gimmicks and toys and everything, but they keep people the in the UI UX is pretty sorted. Right, yeah. and, and and this is exactly the reason why uh, a few minutes ago I asked you about the infotainment on your car. Yes, because that is the half-assed shit, like fucked-up job most companies are doing. Mm. Right, like with fucking tacky icons and confusing menus terrible ux terrible, terrible ui terrible ux yes yeah. like I, I absolutely love the ux that i have on my car like yeah. had they given a better maps map i would not feel the need to use any android auto or yeah, anything yeah. at all makes sense but the thing is, and like the thing is obviously now i'm used to android auto. So the, you're saying maps is the sticky point where basically mm. the I mean, like, maps is one part of it. A major part of it, no? Maps is a major part yeah. of it. I'm just saying, like, in your car, the whole infotainment is shitty. It is. Yeah. So, it is. Like, so at any point, you would want to, like, take Android Auto use it. Ah, you want to use, use Android Auto. Yes. You'll not want to use the rest of it. Yeah. In my case, it's, it's the maps only. Right. So, right. Which is exactly why I, I keep it strictly on Bluetooth. Because I also get Dolby Audio if I connect via Bluetooth. And, right. Like, I don't get Dolby Audio by Android Auto. Uh, but like I want to use the in-car right, thing. Right, right. You don't even want to. And like that's the case with a lot of companies. A lot of companies are just doing a half half as job. Right. And right now are running scared that oh people are not using it. Right. And this is hitting the mapping companies apart from Google as well. Okay. Because on Android Auto, 
people by default are using google like people in general across the Obviously, world yes, major yes. number of like most number of people are, are using google maps right so even though other maps are available on android auto now people are choosing not, not google maps right plus also uh, a major part of the business for a lot of these map companies was licensing the maps to to auto companies right which is not happening anymore like like for for lower end of the the products a lot of these companies are, are like filtering away the map licenses right so mm. that's that it's so, an interesting topic right yeah yeah so i think we should end the episode on this what do you say oh okay i have a lot we of have a lot of topics but i think we have already crossed the 2 hour mark Oh shit! Yes, we have. By the way, sorry. I'll one more thing. One more thing. <laughs> okay. This is funny. This is funny. I want to bring this up. Sure. Um, Lucid. Yeah. Is finally creating an international factory. Yeah. Which will be Saudi Arabia's first auto manufacturing setup. Yeah. But there's a reason behind it, right? There is a market there. There is money. Not there. really, In but uh, basically, the Lucid Motors is sixty percent of Lucid Motors is owned by. Saudi Arabian hedge fund. So that's what I'm saying. The investment was there. Yeah, investment. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they were, again they're investing another 1.8 billion dollars into it. So obviously. Obviously, they're gonna add jobs there. Yeah. So they call it the Advanced Manufacturing Plant. Very good name. Or AMP. Very creative name. <laughs> Such a creative name and acronym. I just I just wanted to talk about it. Like like I, I don't know where these guys are coming up with. Ola has what future factory. Something Tesla like has Giga factory. Tesla is the, the 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 foundation stone on everything else is based on. No, sorry. Apple is the foundation Apple, stone Apple of like vague nomenclature. Yeah, 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 sure. Dude, people still tell me, oh, this has got retina display. Retina like, display. Dude, that's just pixel neural density. Neural engine. Things that's like that. just neural engine is, is like widely used term. It has because of Apple. No. How so? No, it 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 it, it has been finding uses uh, a lot more like before then. M- long, before much Apple, longer. I don't remember, but yeah. I, uh, but it like, was popularized by retina Apple. display. But bro, retina display. Yeah. That's that's a phrase. But yeah, I just I just wanted to uh, yeah, bring attention to the name. Like I, the lucid I, is I don't not care. selling too much, but anyway. Yeah, yeah, I don't care about all of that. I just wanted to bring attention to the. Advanced manufacturing plant, also called AMP. AMP. AMP two. AMP motors. Yeah. But anyway, I think we will leaving a lot of stuff here. I think we'll we'll pick it in the next episode. Right. Because some of this is actually stuff that we want to talk about, which actually is a throwback to the very first episode we did. Really? Yeah, the data collection and everything in the cars. Oh, like okay. it, it's it's actually amazing. it's something we need to like talk in it's details. Like very we don't crucial have too much we time talk anymore. and like we should not. Like we'd not Hurry be able to do just right, right, right. Sure, sure. So I think that's about it for this episode. Again, we're, we're glad we got to see MotoGP in India. Oh we God, are yes. very much looking forward to it next year. And that's about it for this episode. Thank you very much for listening. Obviously, please pass it along to your friends. And bye-bye. Bye.